Well, it's uh, it's Sunday. <laughs> Unless you're not listening to this on a Sunday, in which case it's whatever day you're listening to this on. But that's irrelevant. It's It was released on a Sunday, and if you're a true fan of the show, then you listen to it like before you went to bed that night. So Sunday, <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm sticking with that. We're, I'm that's, that's, I'm open to any fan can listen to any time they want to on any day of the week. That's all that matters. It's true. I I don't feel like we're at the we're not at the stage where we can be like, <laughs> you know, if you if you're not going to listen on the day of the release, then then don't piss bother. off because you know who are you? Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah. Um, hello and welcome to oh, i haven't said this in a long time i'm gonna do it sure i'm gonna do it i'm going for it please do hello and welcome to another episode of the movie men podcast did you you there was a a big pause there did you have to re- remember no see when you said did i you thought not remember what the show was well, i never remember what this show's called but i actually thought you were going to do that part when you said i'm going to do this so that's why i was kind of oh no no i was no, I was gonna I was gonna pitch the ball to you oh, so that you could swing. I didn't catch yeah, yeah. that till it was late, but I'm glad I caught on and I'm glad you set me up. I'm I am I am ecstatic that you caught on. <laughs> um so listen. Uh we're the movie men. I'm Brady. Again, I'm Pete. And uh yeah, we uh you know, we got this little show on the internet where we review movies most of the time. Sometimes we review TV shows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we um, sometimes we just get on and talk. Sometimes we just chit-chat. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just do a little bit of life, you and me. And sometimes we um, also just give weather updates. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we're like, well, it's episode 127. Uh, pretty sunny. Okay, now join us next week. Um, <laughs> those are not... Those are not our popular episodes, Those but that's are, okay. You know what okay, are popular episodes, on. though? Episodes. Um, we, don't answer that question. Of the Joe Rogan show? <laughs> no, like of our show. Popular oh, okay. episodes are episodes that when we have guests, we have guests that's who true. we are having join us. And, you know, speaking However, of which, that's what we're doing. Wait, whoa, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, sorry. whoa, 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 whoa. First, mm. first, before we do that. Okay. Before we do that, uh, typically, typically we would introduce the fact that we have our own bingo. Oh, that's sort of become a tradition here. Yes, is that we would say, "Hey, you know, we have this this bingo thing. You can play along. Um, the The link is in the you know mm. the link is in the description. Mm-hmm. You just got to click on on the you know whatever. Um, that was it was devised by a good friend of the show." Um, Named Marshall Lewis. Yes. And normally we would tell you all about it. Normally we'd be like, hey, <laughs> this is this is this is the do, this is you know, this is the deal. Yep. Uh however, we've decided mm-hmm. enough is enough. Yes. Let's get this let's get this guy on the show. Heck yeah. Uh so Marshall, can you tell us about bingo? Can I tell you about bingo? <laughs> I mean, what what more is there to say? If you watch the show, you you've got a good idea, or if you listen to the show, rather, I guess. 
mm-hmm. you uh, you've got a good idea of the the things that tend to show up quite a bit, <laughs> and uh, that was the inspiration behind Bingo was noticing all of these um, consistencies in the episodes. Right. Hmm. Pete's Pete's lewdness. <laughs> yeah. Moments that I have to edit out because Pete's like, oh, that effing stupid. You know, like when he marginalizes whole groups of people at a time. And I'm like, oh, man. And then I'm stuck editing it out. Right. Yeah. What a nightmare. Just a nightmare. Hello, Marshall. Thank you for having us on on your show. Hey, it's Uh, my pleasure to have you. Because this is essentially, it kind of feels like, listen, not only... Not only do you, like, do you listen, I feel like you listen to just about every episode that comes out. I think there's 10 that I haven't listened to. Okay. okay. Surely we review movies that you haven't seen. This is true. What, what, are you just, are you, are you then going out and watching that film in order to listen? Or are you just so mesmerized by the sound of our voice that, <laughs> that you listen regardless of your knowledge of the film? Well, it's kind of a combination of multiple scenarios depending on uh, the film. So there's a couple of films that I have no interest in whatsoever and knowing that have felt free to listen without fear of spoilage. Um, (laughs) And then there's a couple that uh, I've been meaning to watch and so I'll go out of my way to watch them. And then there's a couple Mm. I still haven't watched and so I haven't listened. And those are mm. the, the 10 or so episodes that I haven't heard your episodes Well, of. you should, you sh- you, you should, uh, you should work on that because our Titanic episode is fantastic. And I really think you'd, I think you would enjoy it. Well, actually, so. that's, uh, that's the one I went back and watched or listened to rather oh. um, mm. when I first that's, used uh, my bingo. <laughs> cool. Oh, wow. Oh, put it through the, put it through the ringer. Yeah. Indeed. And I still didn't get a bingo, so... What? Uh, I'm sorry. I feel I feel responsible. I feel like, you know, <laughs> there are times where I'm like, we'll get partway through an episode and I'll be like, ah, I haven't mentioned Tim Burton yet. <laughs> maybe I should, uh, maybe I should say Tim Burton just to, mm. you know, just to throw the audience a bone here. Yeah, just we, for the kids know, at home. Uh, like in the old film reels where you could just throw an image in between <laughs> some of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... You yeah. guys are having a conversation, Star Wars, and you keep... Hide, uh, hide a frame in there. <laughs> yeah. Going. Yeah, we could do that. Um, so, this is a different week. Mm-hmm. This is a different week. We're not going to review a film. No. Uh, we're not interviewing Marshall, although we probably could, uh, but we'll do that some other time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Man, it's taken 125 episodes to get you on this show. <laughs> this is 125? Yes. This is episode 125. Hey, congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's 124 more than we had originally planned. So <laughs> we are, we're swinging for the fences at this point. Um, listen, everyone's got actors that they enjoy or actresses. Um, and so, and we're not exempt from that. And so we thought it would be fun this episode to sit down and talk about, we've done our top 10, was it top 10 favorite movies? Yeah, we did our top 10 favorite movies. Uh, We decided now it's time to do our top 10 favorite actors slash actresses. 
Um, so we're going to go around and take turns working through ranking them, right? So we'll say, okay, our my number 10 is... And then give a quick little description of why, maybe if they're a more obscure actor or actress, actress, we'll give a little bit of, um, you know, oh, you know, you, you may know them from such and such or such and such. And just really, what is it about this person that draws you in? What What is it about this person that when you see that they're in a movie, you go, ooh, that's something for me to keep an eye out for. Um so we're going to go through and we're going to do all that. Um, then I think we each have maybe a couple of like honorable mentions that are in no specific given order, just something that was like, oh, you know, this person, this person, this person, this person almost made the list. Um, and then and then we're also going to do five prospective actors or actresses. So five actors or actresses that are either up and coming or have been around for a while and... Um, but for some reason, it's just never really been a part of your movie repertoire. They're they're not an actor or actress who you've seen a whole lot of. Um, but for whatever given reason, they've recently come into, you know, they've come into the spotlight of your brain. And you're excited to either dive into more of their films that already exist, or you're excited to see where they go next. Um, those also are going to be kind of a no no real specific order at least for me they're not the only things i ranked was my top 10 actors and actresses um did i is that are we savvy does that am i missing anything i can i just clarify are Mm -hmm. we uh is is it the proper use to say actor and actress or i thought actor covered the whole gamut hmm i don't know is that a new thing i don't know is that a thing now where like uh I don't know. I don't think. I don't think of it as you know. It's like Mister and Mrs. Mm. Actor and actress, waiter and waitress. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Are we? Have we moved away from that? Is it like? I don't know. Server now? Do we just uh, do maybe. server? Yeah. Or male person, fire person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Nobody says fire person. Well, I don't know. Sometimes. I've certainly used actor to refer to the whole bunch but so have i but i've also used actress to, to pr- refer to you know yeah and like I somebody feel like, like I oh use you know both. gary Busey, yeah. and i'd be like oh he's my favorite actress mm-hmm. Act- yeah. actress is kind of like a you know of the two the little bit more exclusive term mm. it's a li- little bit yeah but we can change that it doesn't need to be that way hmm. so Cool. Anyways, um, I feel like I feel like the honors should be with our guest. Absolutely. To go first, mm-hmm. if he if he wants to go first. <laughs> the honor, the honor, the honor is mine, Marshall, sir. What is your t- number ten spot? Favorite actor, actress, acting person, <laughs> um, th- thespian, whatever you know. Your favorite carbon-based life form who pretends to be something on film. Yes. Mm. Imagineer. Who is your who is your <laughs> number ten spot? All right. Well, um, so I've gone through uh, quite a few lists of actors over the past little bit um, and moved people around because it's hard to really nail down an order. But um, if I had to choose a top 10, I think 
in the list that I've got here, my 10th spot would go to the actor Jason Clark. Hmm. Ooh. You might recognize him from The Great Gatsby. Yes. I know mm-hmm. is one of Pete's favorite films. He plays a mechanic. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. He's not really a main That's character. Right. No, yeah, it's a smaller role, but he is in that. I'd actually say one of my favorite things about him as an actor is he tends to be in films as a side character. Not all of the films, but most mm. of the ones that I've seen him in. He's been a side character. And he also tends to do a lot of period pieces. Um, and I think he fits oh. the roles that he's been in really well when he does do the period pieces. Right. Um, and the couple that he has done um, where he's the main uh, sort of star of the show, I haven't really seen many of them. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I think I think he's one of the very main characters in Everest, and that one's been on my watch list for a while. Um, he's kind of a side character in The Great Gatsby, um, mm. Public Enemies, Death Race. Um, there was one I watched recently called The Devil All the Time. He was kind of Ugh. like a not starring character, but one of the many main characters. So still not a the main character sort of role. You could um, say in that role he killed it. You could. You could indeed. Um, and something I just found out about him this week, I was looking up uh, interviews with him just to sort of um, familiarize myself with him as an actor and uh, found out that he was not an American or British actor. Um, he's just really good at his British and or American accents. Oh, um, no way. Oh, where's he I, from? I believe he's an Australian actor. Oh, cool. And I oh, never would I, have... I do think I knew that. Never would have thought that that voice was coming out of him if I hadn't seen it myself. Hmm. hmm. So... I've got someone on my list later on um, who's very similar, hmm. who I'd seen in several movies before I realized their true voice, like their true accent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like hmm. that's incredible. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good sign of a at least a, a good skill for an actor to hold, but maybe oh, even yeah. signs mm-hmm. of a good actor regardless. Totally. Yeah. That's an interesting pick. There's there's two main movies that I've seen him in, uh, like as the lead, and I think one of them he's really good in, and the other the other is just not a good movie, so maybe it's not his fault. Mm. Um, obviously, he played John Connor in the Terminator Genesis movie. Mm. Haven't seen um, that one. And you know what? It's not, it's, there are worse movies. It's not amazing. It's not great. Um, So I don't think it's his fault. Something that a lot of people have hated on, but I actually thought was amazing, uh, is he's in the newest rendition of Pet Cemetery. Mm, Um, I haven't seen that one either. Really good in that in that movie like like almost if if pet cemetery was the type of film that they would have oscar consideration for i would think that his performance in it is worthy oh wow wow that's high praise yeah yes yeah yeah uh okay pete do you 
do you want to do you want to go next sure yeah i can um and my first impression here is one marshall that was a good pick i think that's off the board that's not like a mainstream pick i worry that my list will be a little mainstream so i hope you two and film snobs don't judge me for that <laughs> but my mine's very mainstream okay okay so uh, yeah and you know what and i probably had the same panic that you had when i was figuring out my list i was like well i was i was like i feel like a lot of these are cliches yes. and i feel like because they're cliches yes. it it somehow like unvalidates me as a movie like <laughs> it cheapens me as a movie fan right it's like asking someone what's your favorite batman villain and they go the joker and you go oh okay you simpleton like what like do you just because that's the only actor you know but right. i was like so i really wrestled with that and i was like so many of my actors are like cliche big name hollywood actors but then i was like but maybe there's a reason Maybe there's a reason these are the cliche mm. names. They're just so damn good. Right. So ultimately, I decided to hell with everyone else, and <laughs> and I'm okay. I'm okay with having mainstream <laughs> actors. But anyway, I just I hope I just say that to make you feel, you know, it's okay. It's Can a safe place, Pete. I I honestly feel yeah. so welcomed here. Like I honestly appreciate that gesture <laughs> a thousand percent. And Can I, I hope. Just, Oh, please. You're the guest. Ask a quick question. Um, yes. I, I wonder if it would be maybe interesting or um, helpful in this structure if we also threw out our favorite role. Um, I was planning on doing that um, anyway, so done. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, okay. So just yeah, I, I, real quick. I could do that. Retroactively, I think my favorite yeah. role that I've seen Jason Clark in is in uh, the film Lawless with Tom Hardy oh. and Shia mm. LaBeouf and Mia Viacosta. I have not seen it. Gary mm. Oldman. Cool. Nice. Okay, Okay, sir. Okay, so mainstream alert, here it is. And also, remember, welcome safe zone alert, here it is. So my number 10 is, I, I put it in on a bit of a whim. It's kind of for there for shock value. Um... It kind of flip flop with some of the honorable honorable mentions, but I put it in. I put Tom Cruise. I put Tom Cruise. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, <laughs> mostly just to get you. Uh, no, he's not my favorite actor. He's not the best actor. Just on a me neither. He's <laughs> for pound for pound, inch for inch. He's not the best actor. Um, but. You know, he is a star. He is truly a star. He's like, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, like these actors that are so well known in all corners of the earth. He's not just an actor. He's not just a professional. He is just so well known. And for that, I elevated him past some of the other honorable mentions and bumped him in my top 10, just barely. Um, for the vast majority of kind of my decision process it was because he's in top gun and that really kind of swayed the needle for me but he's in a lot of classic films that you know people refer to and are referred to a lot in pop culture like rain man like jerry Maguire, and even the mission impossible series which is you know i feel like it's kind of there with fast and furious with like the number of sequels uh, i think it's at 27 at this point so <laughs> Tom Cruise, I put him there again. Not not my favorite actor, obviously, because he's in the he's in the ten slot. And you know, if I'm I'm not gonna go door to door handing out pamphlets asking people if they want to hear why Tom Cruise is the best actor on earth. I'm not there. I just kind of put him there just to kind of stir the pot. 
there's a bit of an ounce of uh, me, you know, believing what I'm saying here. But Tom Cruise at number 10. Fair enough. Uh, and with, with Top Gun being... So, yes. Top Gun being your favorite role. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. My 10 slot is a little unique uh, in that my 10 spot is a female. Nice. Unique. Yeah. Eh? Unique. Well, unique compared to you guys both did. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my number 10 slot, uh, a performer who I would also say is more in the mainstream, but you know what? Hasn't been around, um, hasn't really been in the spotlight spotlight in a number of years. My number 10 slot for the best actor or actress goes to Helen Hunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I'm actually listen, there's a unfamiliar b- with the name. What? Ooh. You know who Helen Hunt is. You probably no? recognize the face. We'll find out. Twist- <laughs> Twister. Uh, I saw Twister or br- part of it on TV when I was a child, but before okay. I knew well, any Twister- actors besides maybe Tom Cruise. <laughs> Twister is definitely my favorite role of Helen Hunt. Sure. Um, but she, listen, she's been in a bunch of things. Um, she plays the wife in Castaway. Mm. Um, she is in an incredible Jack Nicholson movie called As Good As It Gets. Um, and yeah, I just, I, she's got, she's got such great acting chops. Um, she's got emotion. She's beautiful. She just, there's something, there's something very charismatic about her. Um, in all of her performances. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's short and it's sweet, but my number 10 slot is Helen Hunt. Wow. So I just looked her up on line and yeah, you totally, you totally recognize her. I don't her, recognize right? her. <laughs> wow. wow. Nice. I know I've wow. seen Twister, part of Twister. And mm. I've also seen, um, Castaway, but, uh, it was long Sir, ago do you enough have a pen? that I don't recognize. Do you have a pen and pencil? Do I? Yes. I can pretend I do and and type something up. Yeah. As good as it gets, add that to your rainy day list. As good as it gets. That's a long (laughs) list. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, also, at the end of this episode, Marshall, I want to genuinely, like, the way Pete and I used to recommend movies for each other, I want to give you a homework (laughs) assignment. Oh, wow. I want to give it to... I want to give it to both of you because I watched a movie this past week that actually redefined a genre for me. Oh. Redefined a genre. So, does this go both ways or three-way, I guess? Uh, yeah, we can, you know, I'm always, as I apparently alluded to in our last <laughs> Black Mirror episode, I am always down for a three-way. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's move uh, okay, on here Marshall, as I your, get the what bingo. What is your number nine spot? Yeah. Um, the actor that I have placed in my number nine actor or actresses of 10 is Paul Dano. Um, perhaps his most well-known role might be in Looper Mm. with Bruce Willis. Uh, Yeah. Um, he played a character who had quite... Quite a unfortunate fate. 
um, in a very impressively well done um, way on film. Um, but my first interaction with him was probably watching the film Little Miss Sunshine in my first year dorm hmm. with Pete, I think. Um, I don't, and, I, don't uh, think, I don't think I've seen this. No. Well, I, I, I think I left part way through cause it made me feel so uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Um, but I think my favorite role that I've seen him in is there will be blood. But if you've seen Paul yeah. Dano play in a film, you've pretty much seen his standard. Um, he's got a couple of roles where he plays something other than his norm, but he tends to be the really, really annoying character. Um, he likes to, or uh, appears to like to be an annoying character in films, um, and is really good at it. Um, or, I don't imagine that's his, his personal yeah. life as well. Uh, I'd hope not, but he certainly or is the- good at acting that way. Or in the typecast of being the person suspected of kidnapping children. Yeah, in uh, Prisoners. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. No, I just said suspected. Sorry, I haven't seen that one yet, boys. Uh, Listen, I just said suspected. Like, everyone's a suspect. Just him more so. I'm, everyone's, everyone ever is a suspect when it comes to kidnapping children. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I feel like at this point, the movie's eight years old. Like, I feel like there's a, there's a statute of limitations here where. And not even that. Like, I'm not giving anything. have had eight years. I'm not giving anything away. Like, what I said is just, like, he's a suspect. Obviously, because it's me, I am looking forward to see his portrayal as the Riddler Mm -hmm. in the new upcoming Batman. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll do a great job. I think he's a he's a fun he's a fun fit for something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll fit in really well with his repertoire. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, Pete. My number nine is on the Batman theme. Christian Bale. Ugh. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not much to say here. He's just in a lot of films that I enjoy. Um, he, I feel like there's been a definite development or a kind of a broad stroke of films that he's been in. For me, like I said, he's in the best Batmans on record, which are Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. You know, and it graduated a little bit to other films that are a bit more kind of dimensional. So vice and the big short and you know 310 to yuma and like different films that kind of take a different direction than just like the standard batman films um so i've always appreciated him he's in one of my favorite films although it doesn't crack my top 10 i always have a special place for the prestige and he's a main character in that Mm. film um and he's also a voice in pocahontas which was a film that i watched a lot as a kid i'm not sure if it aged well or not I, i haven't really watched it recently but he he was a voice in that film. So Christian Bale is my number nine. And sorry, what was your what was your favorite role? I'm gonna go with Prestige, but Batman is close to Prestige. Behind. Uh Christian Bale's Batman. The one performance that makes you look at Adam West as Batman oh. and say, get this man an Oscar. Do, do not, <laughs> do not. 
Just, I'm so excited to review those films with you. Because I'm, I, uh. <laughs> Sorry, my phone kind of just cut out there. It said, I'm really looking forward to dumping on Christian Bale. Is that, that's kind of what <laughs> I heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, ex- that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's what uh, I heard, Okay, too. my number, yeah. my number nine slot. Okay. Uh, little Obscure. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. Tim Conway. Hmm. Uh, so Tim Conway um, has passed away now mm. um, of old age, uh, but he was, so he was a big fixture for a long, long, long time on the Carol Burnett show. Yes. Um, right. So he's a, com- he's a comedic actor. Yep. Um, my favorite, fi- so my all time favorite performance of his is the Carol Burnett show. Right on. Um my favorite movie of his was there was a sequel to the original The Shaggy Dog movie. Oh, um, yeah. And so the sequel was called The Shaggy DA. Yep. Uh, and Dean Jones played Wilby Daniels. But uh, Tim Conway's in it as um, as this, like, ice cream, Tim the ice cream delivery guy. Um <laughs> And it's, it's just, he's just so funny and it's a brand of humor that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but yeah, the Carol Burnett show, just look up Tim Conway on YouTube, watch some of his old, his old Carol Burnett sketches that he does. And it's just, it's so golden because it was a, it was a skit show, a sketch show. Mm -hmm. And so there'd be a script and, and, you know, they were supposed to follow this, this thing. And my understanding is Tim would... Tim would do it the way that was in the script every single time until they were doing it live for real. <laughs> uh, and then he would start improvising and he would have, they, they could never get through the skit properly because everyone would be in stitches. They had to stop and laugh and laugh and try to recompose themselves so they could keep going. But what was so golden about it is it, it was a very rare exception when Tim himself cracked up. So he mm. could do all this and he could do it and keep this incredible straight face and and calm composure while doing it and that's what made it just that's what made it that much funnier. Sure. Was that he was he was just he was he was deadly when it came to comedic improvisation. So yeah, uh so my number 9 slot is is Tim Conway. That's a he very looks familiar, but yeah. I don't think I've seen yeah. him in anything. That's a very cool, I have to say, right, my initial impression, I'm very pleased and impressed with all your picks so far, both of you gentlemen. A lot of off-the-board names, specifically with Tim Conway. I am familiar with him only really from the Carol Burnett show. I never would have thought of putting him on this list, but that's a really, that's a neat pick, Brady. Thank you. He's also in the Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, yeah. Movies that are on uh, Disney+. Plus. Sure. So worth worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, okay, oh, and Marshall, a, he's also apparently in, in Paranormal Activity. Uh, that is false. <laughs> it's not true. Sorry, but uh, connected. Thanks to for plans. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Marshall. All right. Um, bringing it back to the Batman franchise. My Ooh, first wow. encounter with this actor was through the Batman series, Killian Murphy. Ooh, that's not who I thought you were going to say, but he's incredible. He is. Um, 
my first encounter with him was definitely him playing the Scarecrow in Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Right. Dr. Jonathan Crane. Um, and he is probably my favorite character in that trilogy as well. Ooh. Um, oh, interesting. So fun that he actually appears in all three movies. It's, it's quite nice. I definitely enjoy that aspect. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure I'd say that I've seen him in very varied roles. Um, he does tend to play very similar roles, I'd, I'd say. Kind of quirky characters, uh, which tends to be something I like with actors, is to them have sort of standard quirkiness that they they go back on. Um, but he's played some pretty straightforward roles as well. Um, he uh, obviously was in Inception, another Christopher Nolan film, um, and Dunkirk as well, where he did a phenomenal job. Um, he's on uh, then, Christopher Nolan's speed dial, that's for sure. Indeed, yeah. Um, but I'd say my my favorite role for him has been watching him in Peaky Blinders, the television series. Hmm. Yes, yeah, which I've, I've watched some of um, on a recommendation from friends and haven't continued just because I had, like, I, at the time, my platter was, was overflowing um, with things to watch, but I definitely do intend on returning. It's quite a, quite a good watch, I'd say. Cool. Uh, Pete, number eight. Number eight for me is, uh, I probably still consider him mainstream, but number eight is Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot about Bill Murray. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he was one of the first names I thought of. There's a film I grew up with that I think I might say it's my favorite, or at least the reason he's on this list. I'm going to go, what about Bob? It's uh, it's just a fun comedy. It's 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 just so ingrained in my childhood memories of like growing up with it that it's just a treasured film of mine. Um, so that's how I was introduced to him, and that's how I what my main association is with him. But just as an actor, he has graduated, and he has been in different things that um, in more modern day Lost in Translation. Even more recently, like uh, all those um, Anderson films like La uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuzo and Moonrise Kingdom. So he's definitely been in a lot of more artistic films more recently. But to me, the main one that stands out is just the sentimental What About Bob? And who doesn't love Bill Murray? <laughs> Who are you gonna call? And I, right. I, he didn't like Ghostbusters. I, it's, I, I didn't put Ghostbusters on here just because that's not as treasured a memory for me. No, no. Uh, it used to be for me until I reviewed it with you, and then I realized that you <laughs> I didn't rip it. I have just, no soul. I didn't give it <laughs> and, a res, like a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number eight slot. Uh, coming back to something a little more mainstream, a little more well-known. Ladies and gentlemen, my number eight spot is the one and only America's dad, Tom Hanks. Hmm. Um, you know, 
I don't know yes. that there's many roles that you can put Tom Hanks in that I would go, eh, I don't know. Whether it's Woody or um, or The Terminal. Oh, man, Ooh. Victor Nav- when he plays Victor Navorsky in The Terminal, that movie is breathtaking. Um, Sully, I just recently rewatched Saving Mr. Banks, where he plays Walt Disney. Um, I still need to watch The Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, where he plays uh, Fred Rogers. Big Turner and Hooch. Um, It's just like it's it just goes on and on. Obviously, Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, But for me, my number one favorite film with Tom Hanks in it, you got to go with Castaway. Hmm. I mean, wow. The the emotion, the the just the believability of the the character that he portrays in Chuck Nolan is. It's just, it's just, it's a breathtaking movie. It's phenomenal. It's on my short list for movies to rewatch, actually. Um, I need to see it again in the coming future. Um, but yeah, my number eight slot is uh, is Tom Hanks, and I really look forward to seeing him. Uh, he is playing Geppetto in the new live-action Pinocchio movie. Oh, baby. The new Disney live-action Pinocchio movie. The new Disney live-action Pinocchio movie, Yes. Yes, that is a that is a important distinction nowadays. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, uh, Marshall, number seven. Number seven. Um, I I want to introduce this actor as a friend of the show, but I'm not Ooh. quite sure if he's been specifically referred to as a friend of the show so much as is often referred to on the show. James um, Marston. James Marston. <laughs> Um, my number seven actor or actress is Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is actually one of those actors that I look at and say, well, he's everyone's favorite. It's (laughs) cliche to say that he's in your favorite actors. Um, but... (laughs) Upon looking through all of the roles I've seen him in, Gladiator, The Village, um, Joker, uh, recently Walk the Line, so that I could finish the episode that you guys did on Walk the Line, um, he he definitely kills it every time that he attempts to. So um, he definitely earns his, his weight in the public eye, I would say. Um, as for my favorite role for him, I, uh, I'm not sure. I, I guess Joker would be the, the one that comes to mind just because it's most recent and, uh, was fairly extreme with him in, in the, the title role. Um, Joker's a ama- Joker was an amazing movie. A movie that Pete swore we reviewed it. It's like <laughs> episode twenty or something. It was it was early on mm-hmm. for us. Um, but after reviewing it, Pete swore Pete swore he would never watch it again. Yeah. And have you have you seen it a second time, sir? No. It's funny you mentioned that because there's like I there's a percentage of me like a one percent of me that I'm like oh. 
maybe I should rewatch it. And I think I've just forgotten how traumatizing it was, but it was an interesting film from what they accomplished for sure. I re- when I watched it the second time, I watched it at home and I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. It was far less. Mm. Um, okay. It was far less disturbing as I remembered it being, which was for me was a letdown. I was like, oh, this lost some of its its stomach twist. It's shock <laughs> humor, perhaps. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but very respectable. Yeah, Walking Phoenix is, is incredible. Obviously, I think I've said it on the show several times. Uh, my favorite Walking Phoenix film is and will always be Walk the Line. Mm. Walk the Line to me is oh my god! Like it's yep. definitely in my top ten films. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, ah, <laughs> I, I prefer, okay. Hot take. I prefer yeah. the, I prefer the walk. I, I prefer the walk the line soundtrack. I prefer walking Phoenix singing those songs over Johnny Cash's version of those songs. I'd take that. Yep. Yeah. I remember yep. hearing that statement in the episode and there was part of me that wanted to go and listen to them both back to back but i never got around to it so i can't agree or disagree with that statement all right uh pete number number seven what do you got number seven before i spill my number seven i have to say good pick marshall with the joaquin phoenix Uh, you left out a key film for me is the irrational man film which is a more pg version of joker i would argue but a great film, a great actor. Just in general, I'm curious if we'll have any overlap in our lists and if some have been upstaged and if we'll, if we'll hear some names again later on, but mm. we'll find out. My number seven, and just from here forward, I have to say I'm looking at my seven and up. These are really like, uh, these are really starting to get like emotionally charged names. So I'm just, just preparing you guys. Mm. My number seven is the one and only Julie Andrews. Oh. Wow. I wondered if she was going to show up on someone's list. Yeah. And listen, it's not for volume. There's not a lot to go over here. Obviously, Sound of Music, which is in my top 10 of films. And with top 10 films, you know, they may shuffle. They may change over the years. I feel like that's one that will never change. Uh, Mary Poppins is is not my f- in my top 10, but it's close. Just those two roles alone are so magical. Just on her pure pound-for-pound pound talent of acting, singing, just everything that she... It's not like she has a weak point that the creative team has to kind of hide when she's performing, when she's doing something. She was just such a talented actress. And um, the, the list past those two is a little weak like yeah she's voices in in shrek 2 and she was in princess diaries but to me just as an actress so so talented her voice her acting everything she brought her her just charm it's uh it's it's i i say it over and over again i'm so happy she's on my top 10 and that's who my number seven is nice and what sorry i i feel like i keep missing your favorite you're going with sound of music I As definitely am going sound of music. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, my number seven. Jack Lemon. Um, huh. So right now everyone's scratching their head going, uh, who? Um, so Jack Lemon was uh, the odd couple, um, fortune oh. cookie, 
uh, grumpy old men out to see the apartment. Um, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, so Jack Lemon, Jack Lemon was was essentially part of a comedy duo uh, with Walter Matthau. Um, they were in basically everything together. Uh, and yeah, Jack Lemon, Jack Lemon just something about him, man. It's it's I, I it's one of those things. Someone say, "Is Jack Lemon one of your favorite actors?" I say, "Absolutely." And then someone says, "How come?" And I say, "I have no idea. <laughs> I just, I just." Whatever, whatever lights up inside of me, whatever spark I feel, the brand of comedy, the type of humor that I, again, I feel like doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, and it's, it's purity and it's wholesomeness. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever it is that, that, that lights up inside of me when I see Jack Lemon on screen makes me smile. It makes me very happy. Um, and, and yeah, so, so Jack Lemon, number seven. Um, sounds like a NASCAR driver, Jack Lemon, number seven coming down the, um, (laughs) but, uh, and then, yeah, definitely grumpy old men. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's really hard to compare them. I mean, you've got the odd couple, which is, is obvious, obviously so iconic. Um, but grumpy old men, it's just something about the way that they portrayed two old men who who were so reminiscent of old men you knew, whether it was your grandfather or an uncle you had or a neighbor. Um, so yeah, Jack Lemon, Grumpy Old Men, number seven. The only Very film I've seen him in is actually 12 Angry Men. Oh, okay. the original. Okay. I assume. 1997. Um, oh, never mind. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, 12 Angry Men. Um, hmm. But he's in he's in so many good movies. I would definitely check out Grumpy Old Men, and I would check out The Odd Couple, which is nineteen sixty eight. Um, but really, really, really good. So, okay, Marshall, number six, hit us. All right, number six on my list is a grumpy old man named Tom Waits. Who? Tom Googlers. Tom Waits uh, perhaps is more well known for his music. Yeah. He's got, I I believe, a cult following in the music world. He's definitely recognized as being connected with the beat generation, um, being involved with jazz and such. Um, and he tends I don't even think I've ever seen him in anything. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. You well, have, I imagine you've seen, you've seen him the Book of Eli. And I've seen him in Gotham. And you've seen He's him in, an episode in of Gotham. Uh, Dead Man, which was a Tom or um, a Johnny Depp film I made you watch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Jim Jarmusch oh, okay, film. Okay, okay. He's yeah, been yeah, in quite yeah, a yeah. few Jim Jarmusch films. Okay. Um, my first... Peaky Blinders interaction with him acting was probably in the book of Eli where he plays a character who runs an electronic shop of sorts Um, but I don't know if I would have actually known him as an actor at the time so I probably didn't recognize him 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been For in those films like Keeping Seven Track at Home. His his character in Book of Eli. I've just got the credits up here. His character's name was Creepy Electronic Store Owner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he definitely tends to play a strange, grumpy old man sort of character. <laughs> um, so does Pete on our show. So that's... <laughs> yeah. There you go. That works out fine. Works, you know. Yeah. I have a, I've, I've, I've developed a soft spot. <laughs> Haven't we all? um yeah he's just he is the epitome of the grumpy old man in my mind i uh i have quite a fond place in my heart for tom waits uh on a creative level in all all regards Mm. um and the favorite role i have for him is he played essentially the devil in a film called The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which was Heath Ledger's final film that he was in. Yes, right. Some Hmm. actors Another film that's been on my... Johnny Depp. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Yeah. Jude Law. No, it's been on my honey-do list. (laughs) I'd get on it. I think it's right up your alley. I think you'd Mm, really like it. I should check it out. I believe it's Terry Gilliam who did the directing. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will add that to the list as yeah. we speak. Lovely. Uh, Pete, number six. My number six, and before I say my number six, I just want to round back to an observation I'm making with Brady's list so far. I'm enjoying the connection or the theme of talents of yesteryear, specifically like Jack Lemon and the Tim Conway. I'm I'm really enjoying this pattern and this trend. And I'm just trying to read into what it reflects as far as what you value and what you appreciate. But I, I think it's just a fun, fun theme and I'm the enjoying list, it for sure. The list is going to take some fun turns before it's over. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. This, my number six is definitely again from straight from the heart. It's an actor. He doesn't have a lot of credits that jump him onto this list. But this is an actor I would literally debate over a cup of coffee and I might lose just because it's so subjective to me because I don't have a lot of facts to back it up and how can you back something up like this with facts but I would fight till I'm blue in the face and if you don't agree with me that's fine but I'll just unfriend you on every social media platform (laughs) number six Dick Van Dyke Hmm. wow Um, He, he, he belongs on this list Oh, I I agree. I'm a little embarrassed that it's only number six, but he's on my list. Um, Again, I feel like I say this every other episode, but he's an absolute triple threat. He can sing, he can dance, he can act like Julie Roberts, um, you know, or Julie Andrews, sorry, like Julie Andrews. Well, Andrews, hey man, Aaron Brockovich, that was, that was, that's a... That's a movie. <laughs> like, like Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, you know, there wasn't like a, he had, didn't have a hole in his armor that kind of the creative team had to hide and say, okay, let's cater this role and let's not have him do this. Let's not have him do that and show his weaknesses. He could just do whatever was asked of him and just own it. Um, so there's that aspect of it. 
I, you know, I know a little bit more about him personally just because I have followed him for years and I've been interested, so I've watched biographies and read about him. There's the concept or the, the aspect of him that specifically in, I think it was the 60s or the 70s, he had a public openness to his struggle with alcoholism and just as an example for others. And in I feel like in that day and age, it, definitely there were things that you were more socially acceptable to hide, to not be open about. So I think that he did that in that time, was very courageous. Um, and he even followed through in his work. He, he actually got a, an Emmy Award nomination for a role he played. I guess it was called The Morning After, where he played an alcoholic businessman. And um, after it was released, he, he did admit to the public that he, he had been an alcoholic for 25 years. So the courage that he it would have taken to do that in that time and to try and do it not only for himself, but to be an example for others, just I, that adds to the character that I love about him. Um, mm. Just little things like he dropped out of high school during World War II because he wanted to try or to join the Air Force. He wasn't, uh, I guess he was under the weight restrictions, so he joined a different, I think he joined as like a radio announcer. Point is, he dropped out to help the greater good, and eventually he got his high school diploma when he was 78. Another thing about the character that I just love, that just Mm. something about it, just I, I love all these things about him, the more I find out about him as a human being. Honestly, the only thing I have to list on here is Mary Poppins. That's the reason he's on here. That's the reason I'll stick with right now. Uh, I, I admittedly wish he had been in more things that I cherish and value. I'm greedy. I want more. I wish he had done more. I think he had the capability to do so, do so rather. Um, but he was in some things like the Dick Van Dyke show, Lieutenant Robin Crusoe, uh, a corny 90s show called Diagnosis Murder, where he literally paid a do- played a doctor who solved murders, which is Dick Van Dyke that's baller as heck. Um, and a- another classic, Bye Bye Birdie. So he's in some stuff, some in some known stuff, some some iconic stuff. But yeah, chitty chitty everything about Dick Van Dyke, everything about Dick Van Dyke, just he's in this list no matter how you cut it. Awesome. I've only okay. seen him in Mary Poppins. Ooh, the fair. Dick Van Dyke show is on Amazon Prime. And it's, oh, a, it? it's a good place to start. Yeah. 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 If, you, if you're wanting to build your repertoire, the sitcom, the Dick Van Dyke show. Totally. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Um, Brady. The top echelons. So, <laughs> six, my number six spot, following a trend. Yep. If I'm going to have Jack Lemon on this list. <laughs> yeah, here you go. I need to have Walter Matthau. Sure. Um, the other grumpy old man, the other half of the odd couple. Um, man, Walter Matthau, aside from the films that he's been in with Jack Lemmon, um, he played Albert Einstein in a movie IQ. Hmm. Um, he played Mr. Wilson in Dennis the Menace. Preach. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just... He's something about Walter Matthau. He's like everybody. He's the grandfather you wish you had. Even mm. if you love your grandfather, you look at Walter Matthau and you think to yourself, oh man, that's, that's, the, that's the papa for me. Um, I am fortunate enough. Uh, so uh, over the course of two Christmases, not this, not this 
Christmas that we just had, but the two um, prior Christmases to that, each year I was actually gifted an, an autograph. Um, and so it's a framed, it'll be like a, a clip or a screenshot from a movie, and then it's autographed. Um, oh, wow. You can buy them online at like these memorabilia, whatever, but it comes with like a certificate of authenticity. So this is it's not a reprint, it's not whatever, it's a nicely framed, genuine real deal autograph um and one of the ones that i have is walter Matthau. oh wow and the other one i have ironically enough is dick van dyke oh wow. yes um, yeah oh, and man. so uh yeah so it's just is but yeah man walter Matthau. the only reason i put him above jack lemon is because um i feel like uh, there's just, there's more there's more Walter Matthau movies without Jack Lemmon that I like than Jack Lemmon movies without Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I think that's that's literally what edged it out for me. But cool. um, yeah, my number six spot is uh, Walter Matthau, and my favorite Walter Matthau film is actually The Odd Couple Two, um, <laughs> so which random. is a inferior film to The Odd Couple One. But it's a funny, it's it's a more fun performance by Walter Matthau in the second one. So, um, Marshall, we are on to our top five. We are. That's um, everything, everything just, t- my, 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 everything clenched a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm um, feeling the pressure. Just as a quick commentary, I think the only film I've seen Walter in is Dennis the Menace, and it was long ago. So yeah, I Dennis the Menace. It. And then Christopher Lloyd shows up as the villain. Oh, he's oh, kind of like this oh. this ruffian, right. drifter guy. I forgot yeah. that was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it's a great. It's Dennis. It's actually a great film. It's been so mm. long. Hey, Mister Wilson. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, number five, Marshall. Uh, and actually, sorry, number as a side five. note, Marshall, how is your battery? 48%. We're good. Oh, oh we're good. Okay. Please. Yeah. For now. Um, number five. My number five actor or actress is... Ben Wishaw. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm super glad you've picked just a bunch of people who nobody's ever heard of. Oh, you know ben, him. <laughs> you know yeah. him. Ben you most Wishaw. recently encountered him in your Bond series, actually. Absolutely. Oh, he plays Q. You did? Yep. You oh, did. and he's also... Whoa, I'm having a moment. As what? you should. I am having a moment. So not only is he Q, but he plays in the f- horribly inferior sequel, uh, Mary Poppins Returns. He plays the grown-up Michael Banks. Indeed. And I've watched both of those within the last few months, and I did not make the connection that it's the same guy. Mm. That's very interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I retract my judgment. <laughs> I approve. Um, you've also chatted about him unknowingly, perhaps, on the film when you guys have brought up Paddington, 
as he's holy the voice of holy Paddington. Holy shit, he's the voice of Paddington. More importantly, I just saw that. More importantly, he's the voice of the much ballyhooed Paddington 2, which for those who don't know, <laughs> is apparently in the top 100 films of the 2010s. Yeah, and you know what? I've and I've been watching more and more stuff and like big film pundits who have talked about the friggin spectacle that is Paddington 2. And they Seriously? talk about it in like the same Yeah, and they I'm not, I I could not make this up. They talk about it in the same breath that they would talk about films like um we bought a zoo or like just these like heartfelt wow. must-see films. Mm. And uh, we now have like a cast and a release date for Paddington three. So I think it's time we just bite the friggin' bullet yeah. and, w- and <laughs> watch and review time Paddington two. You guys two. to give a proper review. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to do it. Um, yeah, Ben Wishaw. I think my first encounter with him, at least my first um, aware of his presence as an actor, was in Cloud Atlas. Mm. Um, by the Wachowski siblings. <laughs> um, yeah, the Matrix people. Mm-hmm, the directors of the Matrix and yep. Jupiter, etc. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed his roles in that film. Um, and hmm. so it kept my... I've kept my eye on him ever since. I've really enjoyed him in such... Films as The Tempest and The Lobster and his uh, little bit smaller role in in The Heart of the Sea. Uh, But my favorite role for him, he was in a film adoption of a book called Perfume, The Story of a Murderer. Uh. Hmm which uh, was quite a good film, I thought. And he did a a wonderful job portraying a very strange character. You know what what movie he's in that's really good? What's that? Skyfall. (laughs) Man, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a, I'm a... I want to watch Skyfall again. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. All right. He certainly did uh, did a good job in the Bond films. I'm, I think he's a fantastic Bond. I'm or, happy uh, that he's a Q. I think he's a great Q. He's you make a terrible Bond. He makes a good Q. <laughs> that would be um, a whole different kind of Bond. Okay, Pete, breaking into your top five. Okay, number five is Christoph Waltz. Okay. So, not here for volume, uh, but just sheer talent and ability to capture my attention. That's that's what it boils down to. He oozes energy and life into the characters he portrays in the films that I like him in. Um, Just his ability to carry a scene, and there'll be scenes that I absolutely adore just from a film viewing perspective it'll just be conversations of him on the most mundane topics like drinking cow's milk and you know having can i have a pipe in here do you mind if i smoke and it's just drawn out into like minutes long conversation of something mundane and i realize wow i've been watching something for seven minutes that if another (laughs) actor had maybe been doing i would have been bored 
and I'm just glued to the skill set he brings. Um, not a long list. Um, he's a great Blofeld in 007, arguably, mm-hmm. or at least in my opinion, the best James Bond villain of all time Ooh, was Christoph wow. Waltz. Um, he's incredible in Django no matter is no matter how uncomfortable that film makes me his portrayal of his character in that film was fantastic and likewise with Inglorious Bastards as much as that film makes me uncomfortable at times there are scenes with him just conversational scenes that I just can't like it's just if I was wanting to become an actor I would just say watch these scenes over and over again until you can do that and um yeah Something about Christoph Waltz, immensely talented. Indeed. Nice. And your favorite uh, role? Yeah, I'd probably. Oh, I, <laughs> can I be TBD? I do not know. I do to be decided. I, I don't know. It's it's less oh, about man. the films that brought yeah, me to him. One. It's just more him in film. I guess that's the difference you, you, compared you know, to the other actors one, so man. far. You gotta no. You gotta pick one. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's just go Blofeld. Blofeld. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you can't Easy. see me, okay. but I'm shaking my head at you. My top five. I know you want and Django. This, I know you wanted it. This is where I get into my top five. I would all say fall into a cliche category. Okay. Um, so the, so these, are, these are the five that I really wrestled with because they absolutely are my top five. Um, but I was like, ah, but is it like, am I cheapening myself by picking these? But you know what? I was like, no, no, because a lot of these I don't like for the reasons that I feel like everybody else likes them. I Mm. love their cliche choices that I like for non cliche reasons. Mm -hmm. Most of them. Um, so my number five is Robert Downey Jr. Um, And, okay, so the obvious go-to here is his portrayal as Iron Man, which is incredible. He's like the life and breath and whatever of the MCU. Mm -hmm. Great, we got it. Aside from that, one of my favorite favorite comedies is a movie called Due Date, which is basically a rehashing of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, Mm. But it's him and Zach Galifianakis and uh, Jamie Foxx. And he's just, he's just, I just love his character in it. He's, 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 he plays a guy with like anger issues who's traveling with, you know, a, a bumbling idiot, much like planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, but, but it's just so, he's just so captivating in it. Um, so that's an amazing movie. Prior to the MCU, he's in a film called Chaplin where he plays mm. Charlie Chaplin. I've been yearning and to watch that, that, that one. Is, of no, yeah, that's on my to-do list as well. That movie is amazing. I won't spoil it for you. I will just say you need to watch it. Hmm. Um, he's in. He's in. A, uh, he plays the principal in Charlie Bartlett, um, which is a, a underrated, extremely underrated film. If you get the opportunity to watch Charlie Bartlett, you should absolutely watch it. Um, but for me, my top Robert Downey Jr. film. And it's a film that that is hated on. It gets so much hate. And I don't understand it because to me, it's it's pure bliss. It's it's just an incredible, incredible film. Um 
And no, Pete, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not Sherlock Holmes. Oh, you well. had me for a minute. I thought that's where you're going. No, 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 no. Uh, it is a film. What is the year here? The film came out in 2014. He plays a character hmm. named Hank Palmer in the movie The Judge. Um, oh. With Robert Duvall. Sure. And and it is just he plays a lawyer with a with. Um, this is all stuff that's in the trailer, so it's not really spoilers. Uh, mm. He plays a lawyer who has to go home to visit. A, a, he has to go home because his mother's passed away. And he's got a very, like, um, disenfranchised relationship with his father. They don't get along. They're very estranged. Um, and while he's there, um, his father plays a judge. He plays a lawyer, and his father's, like, this old-time judge. And he's just about to leave to go back home and all of a sudden, he, his father finds himself on trial for murder, and and it's it's you know it becomes very apparent that the only person who is a good enough lawyer to help him is his son, and so it's it's all about that. And then there's a bunch of twists that get thrown in, but it's just it's so it's so good. I really really love the movie The Judge, and if you haven't seen it, again, I can't recommend it enough. Um, hmm. have it on Blu-ray. I'll mail it to you if you, you want to watch it. Um, but yeah, so Robert Downey Jr. in my number five slot and my favorite portrayal of him is The Judge. Marshall, number four, what do we got? Number four. Uh, before I jump on to my number four, I've got a, a, a medium hot take for you guys. Uh-oh. Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock is my favorite Sherlock. I think he does it best. Preach, baby, I, preach. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I would say, have you seen, uh, have you seen the movie Holmes with Sir Ian McKellen? I have. I think that's for me. That's a very close second. It's a much different take. Very um, different. Yeah, but very. I really, really, really enjoyed the movie Holmes. It was hmm. quite good. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, my number four. Favorite actor or actress is Sally Hawkins. Wow. You might. Uh, I'm looking that up to see who might it is. know her from <laughs> the famed Paddington. <laughs> okay. She plays. The oh, mother. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I actually uh, wasn't aware of her as an actress when I watched Paddington. Um, okay. So she didn't really stand out to me when I watched that. The film that really brought her to my attention was The Shape of Water. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, I feel like that's the obvious thing to know her from. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the the one that I feel put her on the map as... Uh, I think, ooh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. No, me neither. She's um, in. She's in the Phantom Menace. She she's is. Uncredited I saw that. as a villager. She's. She's a <laughs> old villager, villager number four. Apparently, yeah, yeah. villager number four. Huh. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the villager that I always go. Who the hell is that? <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now you know. Oh, see, this is yeah. The more you know, the more you know. Yeah. Um, she's got a couple of small roles that I've enjoyed. Uh, small performances of hers in, such as the double. And the layer cake. 
Um, <laughs> she had a starring role in Happy Go Lucky, which was quite an interesting film, um, as well as the Woody Allen film Blue Jasmine alongside Kate Blanchett, uh, which she did a great job as. But the film that I, I feel she just 100% nailed it with and convinced me of her uh, her acting ability was a film called Maudie with Ethan Hawke that was actually set in Nova Scotia and filmed in Newfoundland about <laughs> a local Canadian artist hmm. from... Uh, I think she was from the... 40s or 50s see that confuses cool. me a little bit like i understand yeah. wanting to have your movie set in chicago but it's cheaper to shoot in toronto or right. you, you want your movies set in in you know metropolis but that doesn't exist so you shoot in 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 detroit instead <laughs> if you want your movie set in in nova scotia just freaking shoot in nova scotia why are you going to newfoundland <laughs> right i think the reason actually was Nova Scotia has uh, modernized a lot in their uh, architecture, whereas Newfoundland is still pretty... Hmm. Um, backwards isn't the right word, but not a lot of their architecture has changed by comparison. Um, they're still oh, okay. fairly rural. and so I was thinking it was a it landscape was thing. Easier to find... Like I was the, thinking they had like found a landscape that they really liked. And then I just had like this Shrek moment in my head where they're like, well, well, Roger, this film is set in Nova Scotia <laughs> while they're standing in Newfoundland. And, and Roger's like, yeah, but look at that boulder. That's a nice boulder. And they're like, okay, well, we can shoot here. No one will know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. It mm. definitely looks like Nova Scotia. Mm. I've never been. I've never been. It's on my it's on my bucket list. Highly recommend. It's quite beautiful yeah. out there. I bet. Um cool. Pete, number four. Okay, my number four. Again, I'm rounding back. I'm just taking this opportunity to say it would honestly make my day, maybe even make my year if someone did want have interest in Brady mailing them the copy of uh Judge. Just well, in the I meant comments the two section. of you. I'm not going to send it to some rando. Oh, God. <laughs> Seriously? No, 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 Someone no. forced Brady's head. Comment. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Patreon. If you support us on Patreon and you want me to mail you the movie, then I so want someone to comment. buy you a digital copy. <laughs> I so want someone to comment and be like, hey, mail me my copy, baby. Yeah, where's um, my movie, y'all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Marshall, interesting, Maudie is on my watch list, interesting enough, so I am eager to wa finally watch it and know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> number four on my list is, and I'm, I'm assuming it'll come back again, Robin Williams. Not much mm, to say. Wow. Once in a, for exactly what he brings to the table, he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Uh, you know, wide range of films. He's funny. He's serious when he needs to be. He's in cartoons. He's in obviously live action films. For me, I, th um, I'd either be Aladdin, 
you know what? I can't pick one. They're, they're all equally good. Goodwill Hunting mm. is phenomenal. That's why he's on this list. Mrs. Doubtfire is amazing. That's why he's on this list. That's the sentimental answer there. Aladdin, oh, that might be the sentimental answer. There's so many iconic films for me. Jack, Insomnia, a large range of things. Like Insomnia, he plays in like a non-funny person. Like he's a very serious actor in that film same with goodwill hunting mm. just uh, such a wide range of roles he plays but just his energy that he brought when you took the leash off him and let him go he brought things to the table that the creative team didn't even anticipate and it's just amazing i guess if you want you could put dead poet society on here i feel like that's a movie that everyone sings the praises of I've only seen it once or twice. It's a long time ago. I guess it's okay, but I honestly am just going on memory. I wouldn't even <laughs> include that in the same level of the films I previously listed. Robin Williams, again, it's a bittersweet whenever we watch or talk about him. He is no longer with us, which is heartbreaking, but such, such, such a good actor. Even just as a human mm. being, I think he was an interesting person. Like I've watched interviews with him not even like set interviews, just like having conversations with celebrities or athletes. And he just makes people laugh. He's so, he just brings such an energy that is so connectable to other humans, whether it's in the formalized role of an acting role or just him interacting with someone. So Robin Williams, number four. Nice. nice. Uh, Great. Pick. Hats off. Hats off. Mm -hmm. uh, number four for me. Okay. Again, Super, super cliche. Arguably <laughs> one of the most cliche names on my list. Arguably the most cliche cliche name that we've gotten on any of our lists up until this point. Oh, boy. Wow. But again, my, you know, the, the, these are not the actors who I think are the 10 best actors in the world. That's not sure. what my list is. My list is who are my, who are my 10 favorite. Mm -hmm. Who are the actors who, if they're in something, I'm the most likely to watch it regardless of what it is. I'm like, I just, I just enjoy their presence on screen in whatever they do. So my number four, genuinely, mm -hmm. is Johnny Depp. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, say what you will, believe what you like, whatever. Obviously, he's in the news right now with the Amber Heard thing and, and you know the the only the only objective fact is that none of us know none of us know the truth mm -hmm. um and and i'm leaving it at that however put all of that aside whether he's innocent guilty they're both guilty i don't know him as an actor him in his craft whether you've got jack sparrow mm -hmm. in pirates of the caribbean caribbean whatever however um, the controversial but still incredible portrayal of Tonto in The Lone Ranger. Mm. The Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Not the better performance, but still a uniquely interesting performance as Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Indeed. Sweeney Todd in Sweeney Wonderful. Todd. Uh, Gilbert Grape in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm. An incredible film that that doesn't get enough praise. Uh, Benny and June. Oh yeah, he's in Benny and June. That movie is so 
So good. Heartbreaking. Um, things like Transcendence, which, again, was not one of the more popular films. It didn't do as well. Um, but still a uniquely interesting film. Um, uh, uh, there was a couple others I had. Uh, he's in a film called Ed Wood. Um, basically, yes, I mean, you can go, you can, you can go through, you can go through Tim Burton's repertoire, um, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, Finding Neverland, yeah, hmm. uh, Secret Window, Chocolat, um, Chocolat, Sleepy Hollow. Um, yep. These are all Donnie Brasco. Um, these are all these incredible, incredible portrayals. But for me, and Pete knows where this is going, and I feel like Marshall knows where this is oh, going. Oh, we all know where this is going. <laughs> His portrayal of Grindelwald. No, I'm just kidding. His Edward Scissorhands, man. Edward Scissorhands is, for being his first feature film. Right. Uh, where he's, like, uh, the star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I mean, okay, that's not true. There's Crybaby, he's in Platoon, but right. these are like, these are not his like headliner breakthrough roles. Right. Or uh, his, Edward, his or, break, um, Okay, his breakthrough film role. Because mm-hmm. his breakthrough television role was 21 Jump Street, and he came off of 21 Jump Street because mm-hmm. he hated being typecast, he hated being synonymous with this image of the teenage heartthrob. Mm-hmm. He didn't like mm-hmm. this like clean cut looking perfect hair, perfect complexion. And so the first thing he does to break (laughs) away, yeah, yeah, a schmuck. The first thing he does to break away from that is to play Edward. And, Mm. and so many people, I've, I have shown the film Edward Scissorhands to so many people and they all have had the same response that Pete had where they sit Mm. down and they go, not only is, (laughs) was that amazing, Mm-hmm. That was so not what I thought it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not just a creepy film. There's there's so much to what I just saw, and mm-hmm. and I don't think that role would have worked the way that it worked with anybody else in it. Um, so yeah, all of that is to say, my number four spot, Johnny Depp, Edward Scissorhands. I I, I love him. I love mm-hmm. him, and I'm excited anytime something he's in comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a movie uh, actually that ca- came out kind of under the radar that I'm looking forward to watching, called The Professor. Um, and from the trailer, he's uh, or the 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 YouTube or um, IMDb synopsis just says a college professor lives his life with reckless abandon after being diagnosed with a terminal illness. Um, oh, wow. But it just looks like a film that's got a lot of good heart in it and like hmm. just deals with some of the, the the questions that we sometimes just avoid talking about. So, hmm. uh, all right, Marshall, number three. Number three. Um, probably the biggest name on my list so far. And maybe overall. Uh, number three is Tom Hardy. Oh, wow. Ooh, Venom. I like my boy, Tom Hardy. He is, 
he is, uh, yeah, just he's just consistently a cool cat, you know. Yeah. He he hasn't really played too many characters that aren't big tough guys, uh, so he doesn't quite have the variety, at least in the films that I've seen him in. Um, but he 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 does that well, um, playing a, a tough guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always looks cool. <laughs> um, my first interaction with him was probably Inception. Right. Um, though I don't know if I knew him as a as a icon in film yet so he didn't really stand out to me um, but as he's gotten bigger through especially Christopher Nolan and Christopher <laughs> Nolan casting him as a guy with a mask who you can't understand he's uh, definitely won my heart over <laughs> um, standout roles would definitely include films like The Revenant and Mad Max yes. Fury Road hmm. and his role in Peaky Blinders but um, oh and and if you haven't seen it the film Warrior is quite a touching film uh, about a, a broken family that uh, should should jerk some tears from you um, it's pretty beautiful film um but the the film that i most appreciate him in is lawless um pete i think we may have lost brady don't know oh he is just my phone sorry my phone only said pete and brady was being so quiet (laughs) i'm listening attentively Uh. i'm I'm getting lost in the tones of your vocal cords. <laughs> Hope you haven't lulled off to sleep yet. No, no. Yeah, Lawless would be my favorite film with Tom Hardy in it. Okay. Um, okay. He he isn't the starring role, but he he's got a great classic Tom Hardy role in it where he doesn't talk a lot does a lot of grunting and you can't really understand what he's saying. <laughs> right. But uh, he does it, does it well. He does it great. Which, which ironically came out the same year as Dark Knight Rises. So that whole year that he was filming, he just did the same thing at different job <laughs> sites. I guess so. All right. Cool. Right uh, and that's, cool your, that's your, that's your favorite is Lawless. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Definitely my favorite right. film that he's been in, and I think it would also be my favorite role that he's played. Okay. Interesting. Right on. Uh, Pete, number three. My number three, I think this will be my last surprise on the list. Um, my number three is definitely, obviously, to be this high, a personal favorite, Ralph Fiennes. Um I think he is so, so, so incredibly talented. Just, he is the poster boy of, here's a 
drastic variety of roles and personas he plays, and he does them so well. He is in uh, uh, Schindler's List. He plays a concentration camp lieutenant. He plays Voldemort. He plays M. He plays all these drastically different roles. He plays the main character in The English Patient. All these very different roles, but he does them well. And He's got um, uh, the lead role in the upcoming prequel to the Kingsman movies. Yes, which... Like, again, this is why he's on my list. Because Kingsman, I am not there for that anymore. I watched the first one and I was like, all right, well, never again. We reviewed the second one. But because he is in the third one, I, I, I have to watch it. Like, I have to watch it because Ralph Fiennes is in it. And that is why he's on this list. <laughs> and just of note, you know you're doing things right from an, from just a general perspective. We know the Oscar system is not a good metric to measure someone's career just because it depends on the year, if you get nominated and all that stuff. So it's not like a perfect metric. But I, it's, I believe his first six films, of his first six films in his filmography, a third of them he is nominated for an Oscar. And talk about just jumping on the scene with a, like a emphatically and just announcing your presence where one third of your films get you an Oscar nomination. So I, I don't know which role he's on here for Schindler's list. He's phenomenal is the character he portrays as evil as it is English patient. He's also great. Voldemort. He's great. He's the voice of Ramses and Prince of Egypt. He's great in grand mm. Budapest hotel. I think he's the best M, which I know ruffle, ruffles feathers, who people love Judy Dench, but Ralph Fiennes is on my must-watch list, and he's number three. You shut your mouth. <laughs> but I'm assuming that's in reference to the M component. Yes. <laughs> Judy Dench. I'm looking at a vinyl a Funko Pop of Daniel Craig standing next to Judy Dench. Hmm. <laughs> And that's the mm -hmm. way it should be, damn it. With all these <laughs> controversial James Bond opinions today. My yeah. goodness. Here, My. Here, I did not think this, this conversation would be dipping into the James Bond territory as much as it is. I mean, we are the movie men. <laughs> <laughs> it is what, what is our your... show has been built on. Basically. What is your yeah. number three? What is your number three? Uh, my number three are, is our first repeat. Ooh. Or our Ooh. first, our first overlap. Uh, my number three spot is Robin Williams. Oh, sure. Very nice. Yep. Uh, yep. And I'm going to list some different ones than what you listed. Please. Can um, I say the first one that comes to mind for me is always going to be Flubber. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Fl Flubber. Um, Good Morning Vietnam, Hook, um, Jumanji, um, mm. um, you said Mrs. Doubtfire, um, Jack, um, The Fisher King, yeah, Patch Adams, like, there are uh, artificial intelligence, very briefly, The Final Cut, um, uh, 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 what is it? 24 hour photo? 12, two hour, one hour photo? One hour photo? 
some some amount of time and then a photo yeah one hour photo um he's just he's incredible he's yeah i don't know i'm i'm getting i'm getting emotional talking about him and thinking about his films Mm -hmm. um but the film for me if you have not seen this movie please do yourself a favor please go watch bicentennial man Hmm. i am going to argue that there is not a robin williams film that will uh that will choke you up and and make you really question life in the same way that um that this film does hmm wow that's a pretty big promise so i'm intrigued yeah Yeah. so robin williams number three bicentennial man it comes (laughs) down to this it comes down to this marshall there's only one actor in your mind who's better or more beloved than the one you're about to list. What is your number two spot? Oh, man. My number two spot is Mia Vyakovska. Woo! Let me get the Googler out here. You'll know her as the titular Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, see, I haven't seen it. What? Sorry, oh my God. Pete, did you just say you hadn't seen Alice in Wonderland? That is a correct fact. The Tim Burton live action film? <laughs> that is a correct Johnny fact. With Johnny Depp playing the Mad Hatter? Also correct. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Um, mm. Who else is in it? Um, uh, oh, what's Sheen. her name? Why am I? Um, uh, the, 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 Andrew Scott. Who plays the White Queen? Come on. Um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter, Crispin Anne Glover. Hathaway. Um, Anne Hathaway, yes. Yeah, Mia Vyakovska. That's probably the first film that I saw her in was Alice in Wonderland. Um, and hmm. I don't know if I was all that impressed by her um, back then. She definitely did a good job. I definitely sure. haven't seen it in years. So I'd have to go back and rewatch it to um, to see how I feel about the role back then. But she's been in many a film since then that I've really, really enjoyed um, her performance is in most notably being films such as Only Lovers Left Alive hmm. by Jim Jarmusch with uh, <laughs> Tilda Swinton and Tom mm. Hiddleston and John Hurt. Uh, she was in The Double alongside Jesse Eisenberg. Um, she was in a film called Restless, which is probably the film I've cried the most at in my life. It was quite Restless? a sad film. Restless, oh, wow. yeah. I'm going to Google that. Um, yeah. Um, but Interesting. My favorite role for her in a film 
um, may actually be in Maps to the Stars by David Cronenberg. Hmm. She had quite hmm. a strange and nuanced performance in that film. Um, hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say, I wouldn't at all actually say that it was my favorite film that she's been in, but I think it might be the role she was in that I was most impressed with. I am pulling it up right now and adding it to the list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right. Always a it is on the list. consistently good actress. Hmm. Um, okay. And I'm definitely excited about a bunch of films that she's recently come out in or coming out in. Okay. Um, most of all, the film that's recently come out called Judy and Punch <laughs> looks really right. interesting to me. Yeah, okay. Hmm. She, Judy and Punch with uh, Don Bridges is in it. Hmm. Cool. It looks like quite a ride. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's an odd pick for me. I would not. Uh, I would not have. I would not have imagined. I would not have that's, imagined. Yeah, that's some very high praise to for be a on any of our slot. lists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Surprise, uh, Pete. Number two. I have to say, uh, Mia Wasikowska. Um, I'm noticing a trend here of. Any actor that was in Lawless seems to be on your list, Marshall. I wouldn't it be surprised if your number. Favorites. I wouldn't be surprised if your number one on this list. You just say screw actors and you just say the film Lawless, and that's <laughs> totally fair. I don't like. I'm all for it. Um, I see she's in the double. Um, I literally thought January Jones and Mia Wasikowska were the same person, and I'm realizing they're two different people in very different films so i was about to say yeah i've seen all these things with the actor you said was your number two turns out that was january jones and a different human being oh i don't even my, know her <laughs> my number two my number two is i don't think a surprise here it's been said before in the last few minutes it's america's sweetheart tom hanks listen oh wow number two number mm. two he is one of the most grounded and rock solid personalities in hollywood if you can't believe in or trust in tom hanks who can you believe in or trust <laughs> honestly he is just as consistent as anything absolutely love him i He's in, listen, just, he had to be in my top 10 actors. He's in so many of my top 10 films. He's in Catch Me If You Can, which is my number three. He's in Toy Story, which is my number six. He's in Saving Private Ryan, which is my number seven. He's in Sleepless in Seattle, which is my number eight. He's in Castaway, which just, there wasn't even room for in my top 10. He's in Forrest Gump, which is one of the most, like, iconic films of all time. You could make an argument. He's in You've Got Mail, which is definitely a duplicate crappier version of sleepless in seattle but it's still cool <laughs> enough and it has tom hanks in it and may grind so it's just worth mentioning tom hanks everything about him every movie i haven't seen i literally of him i literally think dang how have i not seen this yet i need to do it 
so many films I need to watch with him. So many films I have seen with him, with him that I value so much. Tom Hanks is number two. Just an incredible member of my team that I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I called it my team of my crew of top 10 actors. Number two, Tom Hanks. Interesting. That's a solid pick. I can't, uh, I can't. Yeah. Apollo 13. I mean, yes. Haven't seen, but I want uh, to. What? Oh yeah. You got to watch Apollo 13, man. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. To be honest, uh, I haven't actually watched a lot of the Tom Hanks classics. Um, because the ones that I have seen, for the most part, I haven't really enjoyed. I, oh, no. I would be on the opposite end of both of you in this uh, opinion of Tom Hanks. If he's in it, I usually okay. avoid it. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm crying. I am crying, but is <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, Pete. Marshall, thank you for joining us. Um, <laughs> It's been a blast. Sorry, it's sorry, we had to to let you go so so early. Um, and don't forget to watch <laughs> "Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood" because it's definitely Tom yeah, Hanks' right? best role. I need to watch that so bad. Okay, I cried so, a lot uh, during that film. So my number two. Sure. I mean, I was also chopping onions at the time, but I cried a lot. It was it was uh, you know chopping onions right. in um, the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cliche for me. And this is, this is one that for years, I would say for the majority of my life was my go-to answer for the number one slot. Um, it's recently been bumped, Ooh. but just barely been bumped. My number one or my number two, my number one for the longest time. And now my number two, Jim Carrey. Oh. oh wow yeah here it is. Uh, yeah. i just just Maybe growing legend. up i you know it's he just from the get-go whether it was liar liar or the mask or bruce almighty or i'm trying to think of what other like he's got so many great movies but i'm trying to think which ones as a kid were very impactful for me. Um, Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever, um, The Cable Guy. Obviously, um, obviously, the, the the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I've gone on record saying, <laughs> "Wow, yeah." Um, but yeah, so I, you know, so I just grew up loving Jim Carrey. Um, he's certainly, he's certainly fun with Dick and Jane. Um, he's got this whole repertoire of just, of just a brand of humor that nobody else had other than Jim. Um, born and raised in Newmarket, Ontario. Well, born in Scarborough, but like, you know. He's, he's a hometown boy. A Canadian um, lad. A good Canadian lad. Um, but my all-time favorite Jim Carrey performance is Ace Ventura, <laughs> When Nature Calls, the second one. Uh, the, the first Ace Ventura Pet Detective is really good, but When Nature Calls 
it may just come to honestly it may come down to the mechanical rhino scene it's, i don't think i've seen the second one I don't oh, know if I have the second either. one, the second. Oh my gosh, you guys, you have to go out. You have to watch <laughs> the second one. It is nonstop humor from start to finish. There's no moment. The first one's like jam packed with jokes, but it's also got like a serious plot to it. The second one, the gloves are off and it's just ludicrously ridiculous, but it's <laughs> so freaking good. It's so good. So number two, Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, when nature calls marshall this is it <laughs> this is it son wow this is you are about to stick your flag on the top of a mountain that there is no coming back from oh i'm ready what is your number <laughs> one favorite actor we know we we both know pete's so we can pretty much skip over pete <laughs> you do not you do not have a clue they do not have a clue. Wow. Okay. If, all right. If all right. we don't have a clue, then I feel lied to. <laughs> I'm I'm torn because I feel like there's a name that should be on this list that is definitely going to be in his honorable mentions. Um, oh. But but I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> like if this if this name isn't number one, it means it's not on the list, and that's bullshit. And I quit. Just, I just give just, up. Just, I'm walking just, away. Just for the sake of it, just can you drop that name because I just want to know. Who? Which one? Like the one the that you think? mention, or the one that well, I think is first? Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get okay, there. Okay, okay. We'll get there. All right. Come on, Marshall. You're not, Marshall, what is your number one? My number one favorite actor um, has probably been in this spot for a long time, but I, I haven't put uh, actors in a line and and numbered them in quite a long time so i didn't really realize that he had crept up to this spot but uh <laughs> my favorite actor i think is sam rockwell oh wow wow that is a bold sam rockwell is incredible he is wow. incredible he is i never would have guessed in a million years that he would be first on any of our lists but he's good he's quite a versatile mm. fella crazy crazy acting and films like oh, the man. green mile him and jojo Guide rabbit to the galaxy right? jojo, jojo yeah. rabbit is definitely one of my favorite roles by him i love that movie just he a psycho a very, in seven psychopaths very key role in vice i still haven't seen that one it's george on w bush he plays mm -hmm. george bush mm-hmm um yeah the t the terrible poltergeist remake but we're not gonna hold that against him yeah yeah <laughs> yeah one of the films i watched simply because he's in it um <laughs> yeah i i think for me the the two roles that i really enjoyed him in the most it comes down to hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where he just plays his most ridiculous character. Hmm. Um, and Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. That's controversial because oh, a yeah. lot, like, I would say, <laughs> I'm, I don't have the Rotten Tomatoes pulled up by any means, but I would say that <laughs> that is widely regarded as a shit film. Oh, yeah. So that, 
<laughs> that is, I saw that, I saw that turd in the movie theater and too. we walked out going, what just happened? <laughs> how could, da- how could there be so much Daniel Craig and so much Harrison Ford and you still walk out with a taste in your mouth that is like, what? <laughs> right? Yeah. What? But no, that's, that's, that's bold. That is bold, That's sir. Quite and a, just of note, quite a of note, there's another, there's another mine. James Bond uh, side note there, the Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is probably the first movie I ever saw Daniel Craig in. Hmm. I'd go well. so far as to say probably my favorite role for Daniel Craig as well. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Whoa. I think, Marshall, you know what, honestly, my no. favorite role for Daniel Craig isn't James yeah. Bond either. Oh. I really like him in Knives Out. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd take him in Bond over Knives Out. For sure. I think I think this is more of a testament to your love for cowboys and aliens and less of a slight on James Bond, if I'm reading you correctly, Marshall. I, I think that that's definitely the case, as it wouldn't okay. be by yeah. much. Okay. Uh, I definitely love him as Bond, uh, but Cowboys and Aliens has a special place in my heart, <laughs> despite its flaws. Yeah. Despite right. the despite the bars and establishments, it gets you kicked out of for saying that it still <laughs> is special to you. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. He's just he's so funny. Oh. He's always on point. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. always consistently good at acting. He plays really funny roles. He plays some very serious roles like Moon. Um, and then he's played some just absolutely wacky characters like in The Green Mile and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All right, he's good Pete, at what he does. What mm-hmm. is your number one Leo? I mean, your number one spot. What is your number one spot <laughs> for your top 10 favorite actors? Before I go there, I just want to round back on, I definitely noticed, Marshall, a theme with your top 10 actors. There is definitely a lawless theme. And then obviously with Sam Rockwell rounding things out at number one, I definitely noticed a Don Verdeen theme that kind of poked (laughs) its head through. So I wouldn't um, quite say a theme. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Don Verdeen is definitely a film. My number one, my number one actor on this list. Did you, did you guys want to do your your uh, notable ones first, and then your number one, just in case we think like, that one of them are number one? Like honorable oh, mentions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I did you, you guys did have, you have any? No, those, did you have some? No. Okay. If I was gonna throw any out, I'd say maybe Tilda Swinton. I wouldn't necessarily oh, sure. say I love her acting all the time, but I can almost guarantee if she's in a film, it'll be a good film. So I, right. I, I would say if I had a, an honorable mention, she'd probably be it. Okay. Yeah. Pete, what are your honorable mentions first? Yeah. Real... You don't really need to give detail on them, but no. just kind of, you know. Yeah. I'll just give, yeah. Ewan McGregor was close. Ryan mm-hmm. Gosling, believe it or not, was close. He's in mm-hmm. a lot of films that I just give big scores, like La La Land. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel mixed about saying this. It's kind of, I feel a lot of people make fun of him. But Nicolas Nick Cage. Cage almost, Nick Cage almost made the list. Like, National Treasure wow. alone. 
National Treasure alone, The Rock, Raising Arizona. He has some gems, and it wasn't enough to get him there, but it was close. Robert you Downey still need to Jr. Gone in sixty seconds. You haven't seen have Gone seen in it. sixty seconds, and he's almost on your list. <laughs> yep, that is a it's, fact. It's it's genuinely it, like I always I always remember that it's good, but then anytime I watch Gone in sixty seconds, it's like, hmm. yeah, it's 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 so good. It's too bad hmm. you didn't watch it around the time you were watching. Um. The uh, the Independence Day, or not Independence mm. Day, sorry, National Treasure. Because it was the same sort of feel and the like nostalgia that you have for National Treasure. If you'd watched Gone in 60 Seconds during that time, you'd probably mm. have similar feelings for it, Pete. Neat. Neat. Um, yeah, my only other honorable mention made Brady's list are Robert Downey Jr., Mm. Yeah, a lot of great films, a lot of diverse roles. Um, yeah, I think uh, Heath Ledger, actually I'm going to say Heath Ledger as well, um, almost made the mm. list. But yeah, those would be my main honorable mentions, I would think. See, so I'm really torn. Huh. Really torn, because there's an actor, there's two actors that I feel like should fit into this what is happening okay okay what is so, your number one i'm so confused where you where you're confused at so um my number one choice is the one and only mickey rourke wow that's yeah. that's bold that's stupid but it's bold <laughs> you know it is i had to do this like when i started this list he was the first person on this list the one and only Leonardo DiCaprio. I had no choice. He was there. He's etched in stone at that point. I yeah, would say did. that this is mostly just an emotional attachment from the time that he drew you wearing only that necklace. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that you can really approach this objectively. Objectively? I think no. That you no, have some emotions tied up and you're I think you're I think you're carrying a torch. You know what? Let he who is without a drawing wearing only a necklace cast the first <laughs> stone, as they say. As they say. Um, yeah. How can you not be captured by a resume of Titanic, universally known blockbusters? There, like, there are too many to actually give the proper amount of airtime to, but there are so many that are worth mentioning. My list is what it is right now, but I feel it could grow. There's still a few key films I haven't seen of his, but Catch Me If You Can is my number three movie of all time. He's in it. Great Gatsby is an honorable mention in my top 10. I gave it a 10 out of 10. He's in it. Shutter Island is a gem of a film. It, it gets overlooked too often. Uh, he's in it. Titanic is a phenomenal film. He's in it. Inception. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Departed, Blood Diamond, The Revenant, where he finally, finally, finally got his Oscar, which is baloney. <laughs> he should have gotten it 72 films before then. And just Romeo and Juliet is great. And as uncomfortable a film as it makes me, it makes me vomit on the inside. 
just because of the content matter and the human being that it portrays. But just as an acting credit, his role in The Wolf of Wall Street just is next level. So there's all these incredible roles that if an actor had one of these on their resumes, I'd say, well done. Well done. You are in the upper echelon of actors, but there's literally like a dozen of them. So just, yeah, there's the emotional choice of who's your favorite actor and that's who it is, but there's just some evidence-based kind of conclude that I can draw conclusions off of that's that's my proof that's my evidence that's my testimony it's based off those things and I would argue with all of them so Leonardo oh, DiCaprio was one Wolf of Wall Street no <laughs> no it's gotta be Titanic <laughs> no probably catch me if you can of course okay or, that's fair or that's The Great fair. Gatsby it's probably like 50-50 okay or it's literally so any of yeah uh, yeah, 50-50's you know, I mean, got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, not not Leo. No, not I've, that. I've, no. I've heard a lot of names. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you said this at some point. Mm-hmm. And I've just, it's gotten lost in the weeds. But did Jake Gyllenhaal not make any of your lists? No. And it, you mentioned this last not week. Not even honorable he, mentions? Certainly no. not. No, we... I don't think, I think what you, your perception of what he is to me might be a little misaligned with what it is because I appreciate him. I like him, but there is a difference between the actors that I've mentioned and him. And okay, I don't mean that in a derogatory way or in a demeaning way to him. He is great, but he's not at this level. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm. Number one for Brady. Okay, yes. so my honorable mentions. Walking mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Phoenix. Oh, 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 oh. Ewan McGregor. I Sorry, Classic. just stop. I thought that was the number one. I'm no. actually surprised. Okay. 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 Uh, so Walking Phoenix, Ewan McGregor. Yep. Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Harrison Preach. Ford. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Uh, he Will exists. Smith. Oh, oh yeah. Will Smith. And surprisingly, but you know what? If you go back and you actually like look at his career and the movies he's in, Jack yeah. Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you could argue. Yeah. What a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So this, my he's number one surprised me. My number one slot surprised me. But the reason why it's my number one is because there's only one actor in the world right now who... I will blindly, someone would say, hey, are you going to go watch the new so-and-so film? It's Mm -hmm. about, and I would say, yep. (laughs) Yeah, sure, I'll go see it. Yeah, Yeah, let's go watch it. Uh, Because I believe that this gentleman is in a, a, a stride right now. He's in a time in his life where he can do no wrong. Even the films that he's in that are bad films, he's good in these bad films. Um, Yeah, just... And it's not even just his movies. He's got any of his... He does a lot of, like, internet videos. Um, 
and just everything, everything he's involved in is hilarious. It's a brand of humor that is not for everyone, I recognize, but I really resonate with. And so there's not an overwhelming number of films of his that I'm, that I love, love. Um, but, but everything that he's in, I like, and I will watch mm. because it's him. So my number one spot, very cliche these days, I would say, but my number one spot goes to Ryan Reynolds. Really? Oh. Whether it's the proposal, Hitman's Bodyguard, obviously Deadpool, uh, surprisingly Detective Pikachu. Um, these are all movies where his his brand of humor, his like insensitive, lewd, but classy at this. He's not just like crude and disgusting for the sake of crude and disgusting. He's like. He's like filthy but classy about it. <laughs> He's like grotesque but sexy about it. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. Something about literally, if someone's like, hey, the new Ryan Reynolds film, and I'd go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I haven't even, like, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a remake of The Human Centipede. And I'd be like, uh, okay, here we go. Like, Goodness. I just, I love, I, I'm in, I'm in a love affair right now with Ryan Reynolds. So he's my hmm. number one. Wow. So we have our top tens. Now wow, I have five actors who, and I say, we just, I say in the interest of time, we just barrel through these. Sure. Um, the five prospective actors who we're excited for, mm-hmm. um, can I go first? Please do. Please. Okay. So number one, Robert Pattinson. Now, Ooh. this comes off of not only me being excited for him playing the Dark Knight, um, but having seen films like Remember Me and The Lighthouse and a bunch of other like lower budget independent films that Robert Pattinson has has been a part of in the last number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, at a time when, because of his name recognition, he could have been in just about any big friggin' Hollywood blockbuster film that he wanted to be in. But he kept turning them down to take these little projects, to really hone his craft, to really carve a, a path for himself. And um, he really has worked with a lot of really respected directors during the time. Oh, as well. absolutely! Right? He, he's in. He's in Tenant. He's in the new Christopher Nolan film. Hmm. And so, to question Robert Pattinson is to question Christopher Nolan. And I feel like <laughs> that's a dangerous, dangerous path that you don't mm-hmm. want to be on. Um. Yeah, I think Robert Pattinson's really something spectacular and i'm excited to see you know i'm very excited to see his portrayal as batman and i'm excited to see him just continue to grow and and hone his craft uh the next one is jake gyllenhaal i mean obviously jake gyllenhaal has been around a long time um but like a two years ago two years ago like a year and a half ago pete you made me watch nightcrawler (laughs) uh and that was when my eyes were opened that was when i was like okay hang on there's there's something here there's something to this guy 
Um, so Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm very excited to see mm. uh, what comes next. Uh, Sorsha Ronan, mm-hmm. who uh, didn't quite make the list. I haven't seen her enough, mm-hmm. but she was one of those. She was the one that I was talking about. Um, I had seen her in a movie called The Lovely Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also in Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, if you don't know, if you haven't seen an interview with her, you wouldn't know that she has an extremely extremely strong thick hard to make out irish accent mm-hmm. um and she's incredible i think she's a phenomenal actress in the things that i've seen her in and i'm very excited to see her continue to grow as an actress hmm. uh bradley cooper now this one's interesting because okay. i'm excited for big boy bradley cooper we all know 40 year old virgin bradley <laughs> cooper we all know <laughs> Um, the hangover Bradley Cooper. We all know, Mm -hmm. you know, um, yes, man, Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Um, he's had a couple of other serious roles more recently, but honestly, and I know this film didn't hit you the way it hit me, Pete, but what the transformation that he put himself through and the character that he plays in a star is born. Mm. Just, opened my eyes to what Bradley Cooper is capable of. Um, And so Bradley Cooper. This last one is super, super obscure. Super obscure. Oh, boy. Um, It's an actor named uh, Hero Phineas Tiffin. Now, let me tell you about Hero Phineas Tiffin. Uh, The only thing that you've likely seen him in is Harry Potter... Um, and the uh, Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. He plays 11-year-old um, Valdemort. Oh. So oh, yeah. Very, very, very brief role on that. Tom Riddle. Um, he then, the movies that I've seen him in more recently is a surprisingly really good romantic teenage, I think, adaptation of a book but like low budget cheesy romance movie called after where he plays a character named harden scott um there's a sequel called after we collided and they are currently back to back shooting after we fell and after ever happy um Hmm. and uh the first one's definitely worth watching. The second one's not as good as the first one, but if you watch the first one because of how it ends, you won't be able to not watch the second one. Huh. Um, but I would recommend them. The first one is on Prime. It's on Prime. Um, yeah. Fun fact. Huh. He is the nephew of Ralph Fiennes. Oh. No. And so he got to play his uncle as an 11-year-old Tom Riddle. That's wild. When un- Uncle Ralphie Goodness was, gracious. was the, the ass without a nose. So that's my, <laughs> that's my list. I'm, I think, and I think he's an incredible actor. Very uh, cool. Hero Phineas. I think he's really, really cool. Yeah. In, um, not, I, you don't get to see his acting chops really in, um, in Harry Potter. But if you watch after, yeah, he's he he does he does the teenage heartthrob thing really well, but a little hmm. edgier, right? So kind of think like, kind of think like Riverdale, 
but like mix in some some serious acting potential. Huh. So it's good. It's good. So uh, who's next? Marshall, you go ahead. But Pedro, why don't you go first? Sure. I can do that too. Uh, my number five is, or no specific order, but here's the first one I'll mention. J.K. Simmons. Uh, for me, he oh, started yeah. in just silly roles like J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, but has become so much more to me uh, just in incredible movies like Whiplash or La La Land or interesting roles like Palm Springs and Juno. So he's definitely on my list of now my eyebrow raises when I find out there's a movie coming out with him in it. And I, mm. it's, it's not at the point where I have to see it, but it's close. He's on my radar. I have to, I have to interject and say, mm. I think that JK Simmons is a menace and, and does not belong on your list. Oh, uh, really? But really? Okay. No, no. He's a menace. You come on. That's what he calls Spider-Man, J.K. Simmons. Spider-Man's a menace. Oh, no. that. Oh, I wish I could rewind. I, didn't, I thought just, that was. I thought that was no. like on the nose enough that it would be okay. Well, no, that was. That's did fine. You I'll get, show my way out. No, I liked it. I like. Did you like that's my? Uh, did you like my pun of when I said Leonardo DiCaprio is in Titanic and universally known blockbusters? I thought that was good. I was yeah. I was yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, come on. Come on. Tom, no, you uh, just Tom confused not. me. <laughs> the next one on my list is Brie Larson. Um, oh, yeah. For me, my Ooh, first introduction to her was... Why is it, oh, did she do something bad? Uh, just a lot of... Like, she received a lot of hate for... Oh, I wasn't she's, sure. She's I was not like, who most people wanted for Carol Danvers. I'm so, so out of touch with... Um, news of celebrities that i i think i misinterpreted what you said for like she's done something maybe not good and that's why it's controversial no no, no my, just yeah a lot of people hate her yeah 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 yeah. um just my introduction to her was in a teen kind of raunch comedy like 21 jump street she goes from that to room which is if you haven't seen it it's a very somber topic um storyline but it's so good in what is uh, the storytelling that's told, and specifically her, because it's one of those films that, for the majority of the film, it's like in one setting, like one room, and it's a it's an incredible feat in her resume. She won an Academy Award for Best Actress in that film, um, so she's gone from just kind of silly teen comedies like that. Um, and even Scott Pilgrim, like, I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. a silly teen comedy, but the role that she plays in that film, I wouldn't say is like a dimensional kind of high, high strung role. So she goes from roles like that to room and the glass castle, more serious roles. And she again has captured my attention. I raise my eyebrow every time I see her and I'm, I'm more interested in seeing some films with her in them. Uh, my next name on this list is Steve Corral. Um, I think oh, he's yeah. come so very far, uh, from where he was with his most iconic role in the office, just kind of that silly, goofy, ridiculously uh, weird character, love him or hate him. I, I, I love him in that role, but 
He's gone to so much more depth in films like Beautiful Boy and The Big Short and Vice. He's really graduated to different roles, to different challenges, to different opportunities. And um, because of that, I now am curious whenever I see a film with him in it and they can be more serious roles. My Mm -hmm. last two are loopholes. I did kind of technicalities here just because I ran out of space on my top 10. So... I found ways to kind of squeeze them onto this list and I'll explain why. Emma Stone makes this list for me and uh, it's kind of splitting hairs of, well, is she on this top five list or is she in top 10? But she's been in films like say crazy stupid love that I just think are fun films. So that would be like, Hey, she's in a top actor for me, but in other films like La La Land, Irrational Man, Birdman, she's in these kind of unique films, unique roles, dynamic roles, that now she is at the point where I I am paying more attention to her. My attention is raised from maybe earlier in her career. So that is why she made this list for me. Emma Stone is number four. Number five, which I'm... How about that trailer for Cruella? I'm, yeah, I mean, straight up, if it had been anyone else, I probably would have shrugged, but because it's her, I'm I'm interested. (laughs) I'm interested. Uh, my number five, which I'm surprised you didn't mention and weren't surprised he wasn't in my honorable mentions. Again, was a loophole, but I'll explain why. All right, all right, all right. Is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a loophole for me, but for me, because he was always the surfer dude. He was always the eye candy who took his shirt off because that's how you get chicks. Apparently... He was in so many romantic comedies, and that, that kind of was his one-trick pony, kind of what he was known for. And the reason he's, he's on this list... modeled your entire life after. <laughs> 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 but he's, he's, he's definitely gone to another level. So in the more recent years, he's turned that corner. He's been in Lincoln Lawyer, Interstellar, True Detective, Mud, all these kind of more dimensional roles, more fascinating roles, roles that are so contrast to what he was. And so because of that, because of that, he is now kind of in that category where I'm intrigued if he's in a film because I'm curious if it's something he's taken on more responsibility as an actor and not just a dude who takes his shirt off. Nice. So that's, that's my honorable, that's my top five of on the lookout for. On the look that is a dandy top five. Thank you. Marshall. Marshall. All righty. Take us home. So I've got five actors that I'm excited about watching their career. And then I've got one sort of bonus actor I put at the end that I'll explain. Um, so at the top of this list, I've got Song Kang Ho. Um, If Hmm. you've seen the new Bong Joon-ho film, Parasite, Mm -hmm. he was the father of the family who were um, forging their way into the other family. Mm. Uh, He was also in Snowpiercer, Uh, also by Bong Um, Joon-ho. The Host, also by Bong Joon-ho. (laughs) <laughs> and Memories of Murder, also by Bong Joon-ho. 
Um, and <laughs> everything that I've seen him in so far, I've been very impressed with. And so I'm quite excited to explore more of his filmography. Um, he's Indeed. definitely not a young actor, um, but I have not encountered enough of his films thus far. So I'm quite excited to dig into his filmography. Um, All right. Second on this list is Barry Keoghan. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he's a young actor who you might recognize from Dunkirk. Um, if you've okay. seen Dunkirk, he was the mm. young man on the boat who uh, interacts oh, yeah. with Killian Murphy. Um, I thought he just did an amazing job in that film. But the one that really, really hooked me on to him was he had this terrifying role in The Killing of a Sacred Deer by Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, hmm. He just plays this ridiculously creepy and yet nuanced performance of a character that considering how well he did it, I'm just excited for everything that's uh, to come from him. And particularly... He's also in the new Batman he movie. Is, he is in the new Batman. Oh. Um, huh. Particularly the film I'm most looking forward to is he's going to be in a film called The Green Knight, which is, I think, a loose adaption of the, uh, the old tale, The Green Knight. Um, hmm. which has quite an interesting cast going for it right now and uh, an interesting director as well. They've got a trailer out if you're interested. Nice. I am. Um, third on my list is Walton Goggins. Hmm. You might recognize him. Why from am I not surprised that your entire up and coming <laughs> list is people that we've never heard of? <laughs> well, if you've seen Cowboys and Aliens... You would recognize him perhaps from that. Um, but you're okay. more likely to recognize him from The Hateful Eight, which is the one that really oh. sold me on him. He plays the hangman coming into town. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know I can't picture him, but I know of it. I know the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a couple other films with him in it. Um, but the, the one I'm most looking forward to that I haven't seen yet is a film called Three Christs, which is, uh, I believe, based on yes. a true story. I am excited for this movie. Yeah, it, I'm very excited for this movie. It looks very interesting. Um, and his role I'd kind of forgotten about really it. Interesting. I saw a trailer for it, like what feels like a year ago. <laughs> I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it might actually be out, um, but. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, cool. 2017. Um, but yeah, I'm quite excited to watch that one by him. Um, fourth on my list is Imogen Poots. She crickets. I'll 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 get a crickets sound effect. So. <laughs> so Every time Marshall announces Googling. an actor, we just yeah. Um, oh, she she came to my attention in the film Green Room, hmm. which is a really haunting punk rock horror film 
with uh yeah right patrick stewart and anton yelch um alongside her and uh, a couple other actors who i don't remember their names but one of them was in the new uh, fantastic beasts film and one of them is in uh is a reoccurring character in peaky blinders um but yeah she's really sadly rest in peace anton yeah Hmm. indeed marshall is is she in horse girl or am i confusing actors uh she is not in horse girl but she is in vivarium which is right um another film that i love and uh thought she did a phenomenal job and um is also kind of a horror-ish film and looking through her filmography found out that she tends to gravitate to very strange and off films and so i'm really interested in seeing her uh back catalog of films as well as films she's currently coming out in She's also going to be in Wes Anderson's French Exit, which is coming out soon. So I'm excited hmm. to see her in that. Hmm. Number um, five. And fifth on my list, um, I haven't seen a lot of films by him, but his name is Roberto Benini. Huh. He is uh, the main character in a film called Life is Beautiful. Oh, that's on my to-do list. Who uh, is using humor to get his son through the Holocaust. It's a really powerful and hilarious film. Um, Hmm. And very sad as well. And uh, that was my main interaction with him until I saw him in Woody Allen's To Roam With Love, where there's sort of like a side story that involves him and it was my favorite part of the whole film um and so i've been interested in checking him out ever since and particularly um going back to an earlier comment we had tonight he is in a film called pinocchio that came out in 2019 (laughs) as a live action Mm. film that i'm very excited to watch hmm Hmm. very Um, very interesting choices thank you so here comes my maybe not interesting choice so much as controversial or need to justify (laughs) choice um so my my sort of bonus to this five um is shia labeouf oh yes he's an incredible actor has been in some really really terrible films and (laughs) he I think you could argue has been a terrible actor, but there was a switch (laughs) a few years ago where he really um, seems to have changed his approach to acting and taken his career really seriously and has pursued a lot of lower budget films, art films, music videos, directing, stuff like that, Um, Hmm. and has been really good in pretty much everything that I've seen him in in the past little bit um i wouldn't quite say that i'm sold on him in the sense that he's he didn't quite make my top five 
actors that I'm looking forward to, but he's kind of in this wiggle room space for me where I hope that I'll be interested in the films and the acting that he does in those films as they mm. come out. But I'm I'm not I'm not totally convinced of it yet. Hmm. Another lawless yeah. connection. You know, this is true. Disturbia. I think Disturbia is such an underrated, fantastic film. Disturbia hmm. is so good. I wouldn't say fantastic, but underrated for sure. Oh, right. okay. Um. So we have a little tradition here. Yes. Indeed. Marshall. <laughs> yes. The hell did you watch this week, boy? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. Um. I uh, I originally <laughs> didn't have much on this list, and uh, looking forward to this episode, I figured that I would uh, go out of my way to watch a couple more films this week. Um, for mm. the most part, I had been watching the TV series Twin Peaks on yeah. uh, Pete's request. We have been <laughs> watching, he's been re-watching, I've been watching for the first time and chatting about it. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I watched the first season of Twin Peaks this week. Um, but as for films this week, I watched a film called The Fall, which came out in 2006, hmm. which is a, a bizarre and interesting film. Um, yeah, if you're interested in checking it out. It's uh, very inspired by Salvador Dali in its style. Um, I also watched a film called Mary Magdalene with our boy Joaquin Phoenix in it. Yeah, he plays Jesus. Jesus. And I oh, thought wow. that was quite a phenomenal film. Um, perhaps my favorite iteration of jesus that i've seen on film oh wow i think i think hmm. it was some really wonderful storytelling and i would recommend <laughs> it for sure wow. um and then lastly i also watched a film called mudbound which came out in 2017 it's a netflix film and i particularly watched it because jason clark is in it who i mentioned earlier um and Jason Clark was good. A lot of the acting was good, but it was it was definitely a longer film than I think it needed to be. And uh I definitely didn't connect with it the way a lot of the critics seem to have. But uh those are the the three films I watched this week. Pete. Pete, my man. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> um I watched, obviously, as Marshall said, I, I've been watching Twin Peaks. This is the second time I've watched it. Um, man, it's just it's such an interesting show. I feel like people either love it, hate it, or haven't heard of it. And it's a very interesting show. You know, there's times where you wonder why you're watching it. There's times you go, wow, this is really avant-garde. And there's times you go, wow, David Lynch is David Lynch. Um, but I'm having fun watching it again and it's so 1990s i love it kyle mclaughlin almost made my honorable mentions but he didn't um so that's fun to rewatch this this show i watched most of 
I'll say a, a majority of the sound of music this week. It was mostly like watch a song, skip to the next song. I was watching it and kind of dancing <laughs> with my daughter. It mm. was the first time I've watched it or watched some of it since the passing of Christopher Plummer. So it was a very bittersweet where it's such, such, such mm. an amazing film. But it is quite sad that he has yeah. passed on. Um, the other thing I watched was 50 First Dates. It was Valentine's Day, so it was time to throw in a rom-com. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I may, I, I chose it as a vote option quite recently. It didn't hold up as much as I thought it would. I haven't seen it in probably over five years. There's, like, the core of a plot point that's very cute. It's, it's very... Some scenes, some acting moments that are very sincere, some very good. But I just think as a whole... I'm not sure I'll ever watch it again. And, and I might, I, I might, I might, I might not. But it's not as sacred or not as emotionally valuable as I thought it was when I kind of thought on it and I hadn't seen it in a bit. So it it was also kind of a bittersweet viewing because it, it didn't really, it hasn't remained in the circle of trust for me. So I wouldn't say it's a bad mm. film, but it's definitely not as good as I as I remembered it, so that is what I watched this week. What nice. did you watch, Brady? I mean, I so I only watched one movie. Oh wow! Hope it was good. And old, did you did you remember the film that you forgot last week? I did. So I'd forgotten a film from from last week, uh-huh. uh, which was the first Now You See Me movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh okay yeah. It was just so good. Um, but this week, this, this, this past week, I watched one film, which I would hmm. desperately like to recommend to both of you. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. So much so to say as like a homework assignment, hmm. uh, it redefined a genre for me. Hmm. It's on Amazon prime. It's a prime original. Okay. Oh, wow. It is the Gerard Butler film. Oh. Greenland. Oh. It's been popping up everywhere in advertisements. Yeah. It is a doomsday, end of the world, meteorite going to hit the earth and wipe everybody out movie. Hmm. Um, So just, yeah, big disaster movie. But this film redefined the genre. Really? Picture, picture the film 2012, yep. but far less ridiculous, <laughs> and an emotional roller coaster that you're not prepared for. There were several moments during this movie, before things even happened, before things started getting destroyed, there were moments where it felt fitting to pause the movie and just kind of regain, you know, just gather yourself a little bit and go, okay. Holy crap. Deep breath. And, uh, okay. Kind of the same way, you know, like. Holy smokes. The only other, the only other time this has happened to me was watching the first time I watched Hacksaw Ridge. Where I watched oh. like the first half of Hacksaw sure. Ridge. Mm-hmm. And then we like got up and made some snacks or whatever. 
and then <laughs> sat back down and watched the second half of Hacksaw Ridge, which is very, very different than the first. And oh, like yeah. during the mm. first gruesome battle scene of Hacksaw mm. Ridge, we like paused it to take a breather to be like, oh, wow. Okay. We just need to like decompress a little bit here. We need to sure. process. We need to, to, yeah. We need to deal with what we just saw. And there's several Jeez. moments. There are several moments where Greenland captures the emotion, the, the realistic emotion and trauma of what an extinction level event would be. And it does it on such a human level that you're not prepared for in what is seemingly on the surface just a a, a special effects pornography hmm. disaster film. Mm, um, but my God, I cannot recommend Greenland enough. Wow. I'm that's all I watched. So intrigued. Gosh. I give it I give it like you didn't ask, and normally we don't do this, but I give it a nine point five out of ten. I don't know what, what I would have changed it, or made. What did you give it on Marshall scale, ironically? <laughs> on Marshall scale? I've never ranked anything on Marshall scale. On Marshall scale, it would have to be a 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Marshall scale is definitely a 10. Wow. And the only reason it's not a 10 on my scale is because I'm mm. like, I'm skeptical of giving 10s. That's literally mm. it. You are. If I weren't skeptical of giving 10s, it'd be a 10, hands down. Yep. Perfect. Hands down. It's so gripping and so yeah. good and so well constructed. Hmm. Greenland. So watch I'm it intrigued. and then tell me. Tell me yeah. what you think. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wrap this thing up for us, Marshall. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, can I uh, can I throw out a real quick? I feel like. Yeah, last you want to plug your we, book? I feel like last time we <laughs> talked, <laughs> there was uh, a debate that needed to be settled. On what? Um, and it okay. involved a, a film by Sofia Coppola. Yes. Go on. Oh, what say shit. you, my lad? Shut up, Pete. Last time we <laughs> talked, there was a, a bit of a disagreement between you two as to whether or not the film Lost in Translation is a good film. Right. right. And I think you tasked me with watching it and... and uh, being part of the solution to I, this we, I wanted you to weigh in. Yeah, I wanted you to weigh in. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm right in the middle. Mm, really? Yeah. Okay. Not a great film. Not a terrible film. No. No. Had some okay. some nice moments. I can't settle this debate. I think. I think you're I both think wrong. If, I think if you're. I think if you're in. <laughs> I think if you're in the right mood. And I don't know what that mood is, but if you're in the right mood, <laughs> I think you could watch it and not feel like it was terrible. Right. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand the, I don't understand the stars aligning in such a way that you watch it and think to yourself, my God, <laughs> I've, there's, it's, I can only go downhill from here. Like it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's so yeah. I'm reading. I'm on a Reddit right now called "What Is So Good About Lost in Translation." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> there you go. Oh boy, yeah. let it speak to you. Let it speak. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, everyone. Oh, for oh here's 
here's, oh, here's find something? yeah and here's the response here's the response someone's like what is so good about lost in translation <laughs> yeah and the highest up voted answer is the japanese neon in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> come on come on yeah yeah there uh, you go there's also there a crude answer here about uh about a, a clearly braless scarlett johansson oh come on so apparently that's the two things the film has going for it nope well, no no nope. yeah. uh, um marshall thank you so freaking much dude thank you marshall. thanks for having me you're definitely going to be on again um you know pete and i are actually life is so crazy right now in a bunch of different ways mm. um but we do we are batting around the idea um I think we unanimously agree that another live stream will happen again at some point. We just don't know oh, yeah. when and to what capacity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when that happens, you'll definitely be, um, you know, you'll definitely be a part of it. Um, we'll love to we'll be. help raise, fu- we'll help raise funds for your, your skin condition. Um, <laughs> appreciate <laughs> it. Because, you know, because we care. We care. I appreciate that. And no one, no one should have an itchy, uh, well, um, yeah, that's uh, but it's been good. It's been good having you. I agree. And um, and, and Pete, and maybe next time we'll do something like uh, top ten favorite directors or something like that. Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next mm. time. Maybe next time keep, we'll do keep something. Up the something top fun. tens. Yeah. Mm. Or the top ten uh, things thinking, we like about Lost in Translation. Or the or yeah. a nice long debate: Lost in Translation or versus our, Cowboys or, and Aliens. Or just a <laughs> list of our favorite things. <laughs> Ooh, just in general yeah yeah, yeah perfect like uh well, silver white winters that melt into spring well, and oh yeah you know yep. shit like that uh <laughs> thank you people, everyone for tell, listening tell the people what to do pete thank you everyone for listening thank you marshall for joining us please everyone check out our links below like follow subscribe facebook instagram twitter you know what to do like comment on this episode page we love hearing from you uh, give us some feedback. If you want to borrow with a copy of The Judge from Brady, please reach out to <laughs> us. Um, yeah, if you're feeling so inclined to help support the show, help it maintain its its own and help us to grow, check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you listening. Um, and until next time, thank you for listening. All right. That was like, that's like, that was, I think that was good. That was good. All right, uh, you guys, you you ready to do it for real? I'm ready to record. (laughs) 